Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. British Bulldog's my name. Wrestling's my game. It's tomorrow's Daily Mirror, the amazing secret of my life. It's red hot, solid and good. Plus, get your teeth into a free hamburger at Burger King. You feeling hungry? You want a free burger? You got it. Only with the Daily Mirror. Take a big bite tomorrow. He is the leader of the new WWF generation. Shawn Michaels is a homewrecker. He is the world wrestling federation champion. Shawn Michaels ruined my life. I'm going to address this subject. I did not do this. Now, Shawn Michaels, I want you to face your accuser. I want you to look into the eyes of the woman that you tried to sully. Shawn, I know that you want me. Do not flatter yourself. That's what you got when you mess with the British. Plain and simple, this is character assassination. And I'm getting damn tired of it. Look out! In your house, beware of dog, watch a long. <laughs> This is a hot mess. Merry Christmas, you bastards. Uh, as the other lads prepare for Christmas in 2022, we're here via our Pro Power DeLorean, arguably in the giving, getting the real Christmas present of 1996, a pay-per-view headline by a bulldog match. Or is it... Ooh. We'll talk about it. Who be we? I be fake Geordie. Radio presenter without portfolio, nearly without voice, Tom Campbell. I am with the mulligan to my O'Hare, the rambunctious Jackie Orlando, the reigning and defending TV champion, Jack Atkins. Jackkins, hello. Hello. Uh, happy Christmas, nearly. Uh, happy nearly Christmas. Have you not drank any cat piss today for your throat? I had a little bit of cat piss before I came down. Yeah. Sanderson's throat specific <laughs> uh, is something you get from behind the counter boots when you lose your voice. I'm not sick, by the way. I know people have gone, oh, I'm sorry to hear that you're sick. I'm not sick. I've just I've hammered my voice over the weekend. Caroling. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. I was caroling. Uh, me and Effie were singing Goodbye Yellow Big Rose. <laughs> oh, that sounds gorgeous. <laughs> great night. It was a great night. I knew I know the moment that my voice went ding was when the chorus of Goodbye Yellow Big Road was hitting. Yeah. And Effie was in the ring doing this to the crowd. And I went, This is Effie! <laughs> and that's when I felt the voice go, Ah. That's how it happened on Friday. I thought it was gonna, you were going to say it was you holding a sherry, crying, going, You can't love me in a penthouse. Run back to my plow. 
Sadly, it wasn't that. <laughs> um, but this is the best that it sounded for a couple of days. So I thought now is the time to get our our, our true Christmas present sorted. It's got, it's got a nice background gravel to it. Yeah, it's nice. It's and it's it, and it's it'll get better. Hopefully, as the show goes on. How are you? More importantly, I'm okay. Yeah. What's yeah. New, what's new with you? I've just been to Scotland. How was Scotland for you? It was. It rained. <laughs> it happens in Scotland. Uh, no, it was very good. Um, you go to the Edinburgh Fair, the Christmas Fair. No, but we saw it on the train because we went to Glasgow. Uh, uh, but you got to swap at Edinburgh because uh, Fraser Porter last week was saying he was pouring shit all over the Newcastle Christmas Fair. He's like, everyone says it's amazing. It's like, have these bastards never been to Edinburgh? <laughs> and I saw it from the train. It's like, oh, that does look quite good. And the Glasgow one looked quite good. But we were in town to see The Cure, to see miserable Robert Smith do a big oh, cry. Oh, wow. Uh, and I saw my niece, and then we came back yesterday afternoon. Did he give Friday I'm in Love? He did. That's a lovely song, that is. It's lovely. But having an affair. Is it? Yeah. Oh. It's about having an illicit affair. I used to dance around to it in the house when I was about five. Yeah, because so. you were having an affair. I was having an affair at age five. It is quite nice when you live up here that you you go, oh, Scotland's like an hour away. Yeah, because when we did the first part of the train journey to Edinburgh, we were just like, well, let's, let's just take a, a, a couple of days off, beginning of the next journey. Yeah. Just go to Edinburgh. It's there. Literally there. You yeah. can be. You, you can pop. You can pop to Edinburgh for breakfast and be back in time for lunch. Mm. Obviously, eggs in Edinburgh might taste slightly different. Edinburgh. Um, the the Glaswegian eggs were they were fine. How many did you have while you were in Scotland? Just two. We were only there for the one morning. So. Do they still count towards your tally? Oh yeah. I would have thought they were in a different country. Whether it would. Be oh no 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 no. Different thing. I have no respect for borders or time zones. <laughs> you really don't, do you? No. Um, oh, can I? <laughs> I want to get. Oh. A, I'm gonna get a plug in that I haven't told you. Get this plug in. Um, I think I'm on the one show tonight. Fuck off! <laughs> I haven't told you this. I think I'm on the one show tonight. <laughs> on BBC One. Okay. Um, so Richie Anderson, who isn't Arn Anderson's brother, uh, he is the the travel reporter for Radio Two, mm. is doing a charity event in Newcastle today, and on this Monday. Not tonight as in the day we record, tonight as in the day this goes right. out. Right, yeah, yeah. And um, they, all being well, obviously if it didn't go well, then this whole bit has been cut out. Um, <laughs> but uh, they popped in on Sunday to the sh my show on Radio Newcastle, and they said, do you mind if we film some stuff while we're here with you and Richie and, and yeah. all that? I was like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> so I think I'm on the one show tonight. Are they going to be able to broadcast footage of you getting your cock on a desk and smashing <laughs> it with a bottle? <laughs> Hey, that's for the editors <laughs> at the BBC One to, to to decipher amongst themselves. I just just think, just imagine a voiceover saying, "Richie does this every," and just seeing chaos in the background, <laughs> just guarded, throwing stools. <laughs> Is this Radio Newcastle? Yes, why I bet. So that's fun. That's um, quality. I had, a, I had an email from the from BBC boss saying, "No pressure, but you'll be on telly." I said, fine, I'll wear trousers this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> so they made me wear trousers for the show. So look out for that tonight on The One Show. It may or may not happen. It may or may not have happened. You'll know on The One Show tonight if well, I, I just pop up. I've got something to plug that I've not told you. <gasps> Please do. On the Monday this is going out, I might have mash for my tea. Oh, my God. <laughs> what do you have it with? Do you have a bit of cheese in there? Oh, no. I'm a gravy man. Gravyman. Gravyman. <laughs> I always thought you were Jack Gravyman. <laughs> Jack Gravyman. That's your other wrestling persona. The, the only time I ever have mash as an adult, it seems, it just usually, you know, sausages, peas, bit of onion gravy mm -hmm. meat. You know, your bog standard. 
Maybe, nice, maybe a sweet potato mash, though. Who knows? I mean, a sweet potato mash is quite nice. Do you know what I started doing? As well as sweet potato mash. <laughs> uh, I, um, I put some carrots in there. I bought some carrots, so they're nice and soft. And I mash up some carrot in there as well. Mm. Yeah, yeah I, could, I could highly recommend it. I was. <laughs> it's just reminding me. I'm on the train in this morning. I was listening to our last episode. Because it's not me just sitting on the train going, oh, oh, aren't we great? Because <laughs> the amount of fucking in-jokes we make every week, I need to listen to the previous episode to keep abreast. <laughs> and the egg discourse. I was just laughing at me, just earnestly telling people how I make eggs in the morning. I was just like... <laughs> Why do people listen? They love it. There's <laughs> a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun to be had listening to how Jackie Orlando makes eggs. Huh? There is. Uh, we'll try and do some here. In and around the wrestling. Um, this is uh, what we're going to watch today. It's, it's, a, it's a bit of a hot mess of a show. Mm. We know that going into it. Uh, at one point, uh, the watch along will become a stop along. Yes. Because I'll ask you all to pause and we'll talk a little bit about what's going on. <laughs> Because you, as we get close, you might already know the story. We did a wonderful true story video on the YouTube channel all about this particular show and the nightmare that it was. Now, the way that the network has put it together, it's pretty seamless. So credit yeah. where credit is due. It just feels like one show, but not the one show. But... <laughs> Imagine if it felt like the one show. <laughs> Here's Davey talking, talking about... Uh... Uh, See this, this woman's institute, they made a calendar of cats. <laughs> and every month there's a there's a cute there's a cat in a barrel. There's there's one there's one wearing a little chef's hat making bread. Oh it's lovely, but two pounds, get it. The best way that's a pretty good description of the one show. The best way to describe the one show is you take a pot of B-list celebrities. <laughs> You take a pot of uh, random topics and you take a pot of locations. And mm. then for the during the writers' meeting, they just go, right, um, there we go. Sarah K. Wood, mining in the 1800s, Halifax. Right, that's <laughs> that's the first 15 minutes. But then occasionally they just go, uh, go into the pot and be like, and it's it's Stevie Wood. How have we got Stevie Wood? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what's he doing? Oh, tobogganing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the Arctic. <laughs> okay. It's a pretty accurate description of the one show on BBC One. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I might be on late. I don't know if I mentioned it. Um, but yeah, so this is, they, they seamlessly put this together as one whole pay-per-view. Mm. But it's not. We'll talk about it when we get there. You want to watch along with us. Uh, May 26, 1996. It's In Your House. Beware of Doug. Doug. And we'll give you a second to head on to the WWE Network or Peacock and find it right now. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. 
In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome back. The final classic Raw review of 2022. Yep. And it's the pay-per-view that has the Bulldog's name all over it. It's, it's kind of. It's lined up gorgeously hasn't mm. it like i've going into this just before we start i've never seen beware of dog oh but i know of beware of dog so i am i'm interested and well, intrigued and hopefully you are as well and we're going to watch it all together on go i will press play and you will press play too in three two one go and away we go we hit a thunder and lightning there that's not ominous at all <laughs> So this is In Your House, Beware a Dog, emanating from Florence, South Carolina on Memorial Day. Memorial Day. Now, this particular date uh, wasn't one they wanted to go with per se because it's like it's like a bank holiday Monday and like yeah. everybody else is like going away and doing other stuff. But WCW put on a pay-per-view the weekend before, so they kind of are a bit sandwiched as to where they can put it on. Yeah. So they've ended up putting it on here. Well, hopefully the decision paid off. <laughs> <laughs> In a weird way, what happens kind of plays plays off well for them. Yeah. For numerous reasons, which we will get into as we go. But there is your main event. It is Shawn Michaels and the Bulldog. Fighting for the love of Diana Hartsmith. One doesn't want the love. Ooh. Beware. <laughs> Be- oh, beware of... Oh, 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 it's, a, it's a dog that's lettuce. <laughs> It's like an episode of Sesame Street. Oh, this in your oh. house music. Oh, it's a rocking tune, kids. He's a rocker. A lively crowd beating the weather yeah. in Charleston. Sorry, in Florence, South Carolina. A torrential storm is kicking off outside at oh. this very point in time. Started the, started in the afternoon, and it's just got heavier as the day has worn on. Um, Bruce Pritchard said that the rain was coming down in sheets. Wow. Rather than droplets, he said it was like just in sheets as it was coming over. Michael Hayes described it as wicked. <laughs> it's wicked, this storm is. Jungle is massive. <laughs> they are acutely aware of just how bad the storm is. Yeah. And how they might have an issue, but they should be fine. Should. They should be fine. It's a packed house, though. Yeah, great crowd for them. 5,000. Paid, just a, just over 5,000 paid. Uh, there we have uh, Hunterhurst Helmsley. I don't know the name of the lady that he is with. That's a hairdo. Mm. They might tell us on comms, actually, who she is or not. <laughs> no. Oh. No, no, no. Did you say he's with a woman? It's a woman with a cane! Um, Triple H, not already a rough day for Triple H. Do you know why? Well, on our last episode of the Classic Raw review, we mentioned a little thing called the curtain call, but they they wouldn't expect any heat on Triple H. Everything will be fine. Yeah, it's all fine. 
However, it's not all fine. It's not all fine. So since the curtain call, where Kevin Ash, Scott Hall, Shawn Michaels, Paul Levesque all broke character to say farewell to one another because Scott and Kev were away, um, there was a few people behind the scenes, your Gerald Briscoes, your Jim Cornettes, a few of the wrestlers who were unhappy with like the unprofessionalism of breaking character, breaking kayfabe yeah. in front of a crowd at Madison Square Garden. And a lot of them said to Vince, you've got to do something. And Vince had a meeting earlier on in the day of this of this pay-per-view with Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Shawn Michaels and said, look, guys, I'm getting a lot of pressure and someone's got to take the rap for what you did. It can't be Kev because he's just left. <laughs> can't be Scott because he's just left. It can't be Shawn because he's the champ. Hunter! Um, we're banning, we're binning off your push. We are scrapping your plans for King of the Ring. And you're going to lose every match for a while. <laughs> yeah. Sean and Hunter were unhappy with this, to say the least. But they couldn't put anything on Sean because he was the top guy. So they, But Vince had to be seen to be taking action against... Um, I mean... Against this sort of inmate well, running the asylum yeah. situation. I mean, they, someone needed to say something to the click. And obviously to save face. And Triple H, you know, man, he, he wouldn't bear any grudges. He'd just wait six years and be like, oh, 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 do the job. I don't fucking think so. See this big gold belt? Ah, oh, I would have loved to be in the NWA. I'm keeping this. <laughs> this is mine now. Hey, Booker T. Oh, I'm going to be racist to you. I'm going to win. <laughs> oh, look at you, Rob Van Dam, rising star. I'm going to beat you as well. Yeah. Goldberg, fuck off. Kane, <laughs> fuck, fuck off. off. <laughs> Take your mask as well for fun. <laughs> to be fair to Trip, though, when he does drop it to Batista. Yeah. Yeah. Whether, yeah, it, it, without a doubt, he puts Big Dave over. Yeah. And look, Trips is the Trips is the, the shiny, shiny new boy of the wrestling world right now. Mm. He is he is single-handedly, I say single-handedly, him and his team have uh, have made WWE a good place again. Yeah. So that's nice. But I, I, I've said it on here before that I laugh at the way that, obviously, you can change your opinions because that is your prerogative, that is your right as a human being. But just wrestling fans on whole, the late 90s, Triple H was regarded as the best in North America. He was the internet darling. Then the reign of terror happens and everyone hates him. Then they still hate him for a bit. And then he does NXT and they like him and now they love him again. It's just swinging. Yeah. Swinging. So, so wait for Raw to get crap in about a year's time and everyone to go, get him out. Get him out. Hashtag Southgate out. <laughs> the equivalent of. Um, before this match, we have had a couple of other matches. Okay. Uh, Bob Harley beat Isaac Yankum. The dentist is done. Yeah. We are wrapping up the dentist. Um, and a repackage is coming soon for Glenn Jacobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the Smoking Guns won the tag team titles on the free-for-all. They beat the Godwins, who came out with Sonny. Yeah. Billy Gunn, uh, when Sonny got on the apron to distract the Smoking Guns, Billy Gunn gave Sonny a big old kiss. Mm-hmm. And in the in the confusion, Phineas was very upset. In the confusion, Bart Gunn gives Phineas a backdrop and pins him, wins the titles, and Sonny leaves with the smoking guns. Uh. She's kind of the hooer of the tag team division at this point. So she just follows the gold. I think it's odd, though, because they had been positioning Sonny as, like, she was leading in Raws for a couple of months. Why don't you say, no, it's Raw and I'm playing snooker. Um, <laughs> she's, she's the John Virgo of yeah. WWF. She turns up, she's like, right, what do you want to do? You want to hit it off the cushion, hit the black and knock it into the pocket. Um, 
you'd think they'd have her on the pay-per-views. Like, the, the Godwins won the titles on a house show, which is fine. But then for them to lose it a few days later on a pre-show, it's it's odd. Maybe the idea being that if she's on the free-for-all, people are like, oh. Yeah, true. I want to watch wrestling now. <laughs> You know, I don't want to pay for it. Maybe that's their mindset. It's certainly yeah. that's certainly what they're going for. They're not they're not pushing like here's Sunny, she's a great snooker player. They're going, Oh, here's Sunny, she's got breasts. Yeah. <laughs> oh, get involved. Yeah. And then then play some Jimmy White's Will Win Snooker with her on the PS1. <laughs> That's a that's a good time. That is. A... <laughs> she, so, Sonny, truly the Alex Higgins of wrestling. <laughs> too soon. Yeah. Never too soon. Good old Alex Higgins. <laughs> Top saga, Alex Higgins. Yeah. <laughs> so this is the beginning of Hunter's um, punishment story arc. Yeah. Secretly, whereby he is. I mean, so spoiler. Who wins this? <laughs> Literally an hour before he was told, yeah, you're losing every match because you wanted to say goodbye to your friends in Madison Square Garden. But you said that about his plans for King of the Ring. Pray tell, Tom, what were Triple H's plans for King of the Ring 1996? A big old push to become the King of the Ring mm. in 1996. And as this show is beginning, those plans are at the have hit the wall. So Vince McMahon is currently considering a few other options who might win King of the Ring. He hasn't made the decision yet. Now, some speculate that on this particular night, he makes his decision. Oh. Again, interesting how these things all work out. Yeah. Interesting like how these things pan out. But they reckon, there was, there's a few that speculate on this night is when he decided, that's the guy. Mm. And, and we'll see over the coming weeks whether he sticks to that opinion. Okay. But that's certainly something that is happening. Um... But yeah, so tough time for Helmsley, but you know, a little bit of trauma's character building. Yeah. And <laughs> as you say, he won't hold a grudge against us in 2002. No. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. How many eggs are we up to this year, by the way? I forgot to ask you earlier. Oh, I, I don't know. Go and write them down. I do, but I, I, I only have the, the tally for the year at the end of the month. Right, okay. So, um, is Sean worried? No. 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 I just worry about your cholesterol. No. We've done all tests. I'm fine. Okay. Uh, I've not reached the stage where I get purple going up the stairs. Okay, uh, that's fine. Yeah. Because, uh, like you say, it's, it's not like I'm eating fried eggs every day. Or... Now, that's true. Oh, we're finding out who woman is. Because <laughs> that's Jerry King Law's like, what have you got to later? <laughs> Here's my hotel number. <laughs> Bring a packet of rich tea. She looks she terrified. Look, she looks confused. Yeah. She looks worried. She looks a bit like, um, you know, in like cartoons when there'll be like uh, anthropomorphic insects and one of them will be like a wasp. <laughs> yeah. She looks a bit like a wasp lady. Like the sexy spider lady from Jack and the Beanstalk. Yeah. Oh, from, from James the Giant Peach. Yes. That Jack King got murdered for, and I was away for it when he was getting murdered for it, and he came in and said, look, uh, people have been going on about me and the spider from James and the Giant Peach, and I just went, oh, yeah, the fit spider. And he went, yes! <laughs> <laughs> she is a fit spider. Fit spider. Um, name an anthropomorphic <laughs> cartoon character that you found or find sexually desirable. Um, I'll give you an obvious one, the Cabra's Caramel Bunny. Yeah? Mm. Attractive. I 
bit I, of tail fat. I don't know if I have any. Uh, I, I know a fair few of my female friends uh, fancied Simba. Oh, older, older Simba, presumably. Well, when he becomes Matthew Broderick <laughs> and has the flicky hair. Oh. Um, and listens to Elton John in the forest. <laughs> More me to death, Daddy. Oh, Jesus wept. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching a Little Mermaid a while back, and I went, Ariel's all right. And then Char went, she's 15. I said, yeah, I said, she's all right. It's like she seems, she seems like a decent person. She's like a person. nice person. I was like, 15, Jesus. <laughs> it's cartoon. <laughs> I just remember that episode from Family Guy where, where Lois was saved by a merman, but the was the other way around. Oh. And like, oh, I just, I mean, you want to have sex? Well, no. <laughs> well, we couldn't have sex the other way around. <laughs> it's the only way to do it. <laughs> I, I, I like the idea that they, they practice different types of mermaid and merman and went yeah that way around makes more sense yeah but I, like, I want to think that they sort of toyed with the idea of doing it the other way isn't it wasn't it meant to have been um, sailors seeing manatees and thinking oh there's some kind of fish woman there I'd like to have sex with her and they get closer to the manatee go Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah they like, oh, there's Ahmed Johnson in Iraq. <laughs> Ahmed Johnson, the merman. <laughs> oh! Just look, look out to see. I want your voice. No! This, Actually, I don't. There's just 10 Ahmed Johnsons in the sea, just bobbing. <laughs> I got a dream like that one. Oh, be, people are. <laughs> in a roof. Who was I talking to about Ahmed Johnson in WWF Warzone? Was it Michael Oku when we had him on Desert Island Graps? And we were talking about playing the old wrestling games. And he mentioned like the little videos of them talking. I was like, yeah, the, the Ahmed Johnson one just lives. They're amazing. It's, uh, lives if, in my head. If you go on YouTube and type fun with Ahmed, it should come up. <laughs> and someone, someone's just compiled them all and put subtitles on. Not what Ahmed's actually saying, just what it sounds like he's saying. Uh, it's brilliant. It's, <laughs> so that's that's where my um, impersonation of Ahmed Johnson comes from, from those videos. No, it comes from watching Raw. I, and that too. It's, an, it's a very accurate portrayal. Some people, some somebody messaged me saying, why do you keep putting clips of Ahmed in but no other clips? I said, well, it's not a clip of Ahmed. It's Jack Atkins doing an impression yeah. of Ahmed. Yeah. I always thought you were just dropping in real dialogue. Just fooled him, haven't I? We watched... Um, Muppet Christmas Carol the other day when we were putting the tree up, Ooh. as you do. Mm. And then I just thought, oh, I'll, I'll, I'm going to revisit a Kane Must Carol. And I played it on Spotify, and I was just, just giggling to myself listening back to it. And Alex walked in, listened to it for a bit, and she went, that's work, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> what you factory. Do. That's what you do for work, isn't it? I said, it is, yeah. She said, I don't get it. <laughs> no. I, I actually saved the video of that last year. Because I was just like, it's it's ridiculous. <laughs> That's possibly the most fun I've ever had in any job. Ever. Oh, hey, <laughs> wait till next, wait till week after next. Oh, we've got to we set a high bar. Well, pull the curtain back slightly. When you and I were discussing it and saying, "Oh, Christmas special this year," and Tom told me his original idea, and then we had to go. We can't do that. <laughs> we, we can't do that. We can't. But then did I decide to? You'll find out. <laughs> See, I genuinely don't know. So 
<laughs> we'll find out. Mad genius of radio, mate, and radio and podcast and wrestling. And whipping your dick out on the one show. I got may have whipped my dick out on the one show. They made you a special on it. Oof. <laughs> I'm hoping that if I do a good enough job, they might put me in like the little pool yeah. of uh, of names <laughs> to go and like study, I don't know. Greek wall paintings in Swindon. <laughs> <laughs> One can dream. One can dream. And now we cut to the Jorvik Viking Center where Tom Campbell is learning how to make a Arctic roll. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes! That'll be a lovely day. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> I'd have a great day making an Arctic roll at the Viking Center. I was so cross the other week when I went to, to Yorkshire for my sister-in-law's engagement do. Mm-hmm. Uh, my soon-to-be sister-in-law's engagement did. On the way back, there was train strikes. So I had uh, I had like an hour and a half stuck at York. And I went, I'm going to go to Jorvik. I want to go to the Viking Centre. And in my head, I was going to go on that little ride. They've got a Jorvik on my own. Just send the video to Alex. Going, I'm having a lovely day out. <laughs> As all, I was so excited. And of course, I get there and they go, oh, but you must book your tickets for Jorvik in advance. And I was like, fully booked all day. I was like, you are I'm furious. I'd have... Paid like 30 quid to go in there on my own. Did you go to the sh- shambles or anything? Or? I went around town. I went through the shambles. I went in that little Harry Potter shop. They've got down that little snicket. Yeah. I uh, I had nice coffee in a in a surfer-themed cafe. Hmm. Which was quite nice. Yeah. Wait, isn't, then... isn't York landlocked? <laughs> <laughs> no. There's a river. There's a... But otherwise, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just an ambitious surf shop. <laughs> Some people's dreams will not be denied. No. Chase those dreams, kids. You chase those dreams. You never stop. Never stop, never stopping. <coughs> kids. <coughs> oh. Have you been to the little ghost shop in York? No. I've heard about it. It's just they make little ceramic ghosts, and they're quite cute. They're big ones and little ones. Oh. And they're all different you know some have got different finishes fired differently painted etc etc and it's the actual layout of the shop it's like an old kind of victorian curiosity shop and there's like a little train that when you select your ghost they put it on the train for you and box it box it up and you can get a photo of it and stuff and uh yeah we we got we got a big one a little one they're on our coffee table and they're just they're just cute they're, they're gimmicky but it's a nice gimmicky it's not like M&M World in London. It's just like, oh, York's a bit spooky. Here's a spooky ghost. It's like, okay, it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I, was gonna, I was curious as to why there was some random bit of hate for M&M World in London. Because, as we were saying the other week, we're not... A, M&M's are popular here, but they're not an English thing. No. And when you go to any capital city, it's like, ah, oh, get your M&M's. It's like, why? It is it's, a weird yeah. curiosity, isn't it? Like, M&M World. Yeah. How like like New York has an M M&M and M world in Times Square that we went to. Was it in there where they had like a Ferris wheel? <laughs> it might have been the toy shop next to it. Yeah. I seem to remember a big Ferris wheel when we were in New York. Was it was that the, the, the toy shop? Duncan's toy chest from Home Alone. So. <laughs> <laughs> ah, poor turtle dove. <laughs> no, I want fucking scare. Let's trick. You'd be living, wouldn't you? You go to that toy shop. Here's two ceramic doves. These are ornaments. This is shit. This is oh. Duncan's toy chest, not Duncan's ornament What's shelf. They're from Hornby over there. <laughs> over there. Over there. I want something from the Hornby section. Diddle and dunder. Diddle and dunder. <laughs> now that's Hornsby. <laughs> 
See no changes. No, that's Tupac. That's Tupac covering <laughs> Hornsby. You're so far off the mark. That was funny when he covered the. Uh... Oh, oh, when he covered the the Bruce Hornsby song, Tupac did. Yeah, it's a good song that. Yeah, I see no changes. All I see is racist faces. Ding, ding, ding. That's what Bruce Hornsby would have wanted. I uh. It was on once and I quoted the IT crowd because he goes, you know, enough will never see a black president. And I went, ha! Wrong! (laughs) 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 Oh, I miss the IT crowd. Yeah. It's just a shame, isn't it? It's a shame, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a shame, isn't it, Mum? Oh. It's a shame, isn't it, Mum? Oh. Yeah, that business with him. Yeah, that is a shame. Because mm. he's a very talented comedy writer. Yeah. Although, although I think the, the history books are already being rewritten because uh, we talked about it earlier. And uh, it's, yeah, it's a talented guy that wrote. And then Jack went, co-wrote. Yeah. Like, oh, oh, okay. So yeah. we're, not giving, we're, we're not giving him all the credit now. Well, I have to say this with Pichitti because he's a big Father Ted fan and he's got some actual props. And he went, I can't have them on display now. It's like, it's okay. Arthur Matthews involved as well. Yeah. So. And plus, I mean. Because Father Ted wasn't the problem. No. The guy who co-wrote it was. Yeah. But it's it's one of those things anyway. If I believe you do have to, to an extent, separate the art from the artist. Because if not, you can't listen to anything recorded between 1950 and 1985. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, it's true. Yeah. And I think I think we'll reach a point where more people realize that and go, okay. Yeah. We can't forgive. Oh, by the way, Hunter's just taken the whip off of Sable, and Sable looks very lost in this. Uh... Sable's actually been emoting and doing some acting, and <laughs> I, mm, I will say it. She's got breasts. I'll just say that. Has she? <laughs> what? Yeah. Where did they come from? She's got a fantastic tan line as well. But um, you were saying before about that whole they're pushing Sonny as, oh, tune in for Sonny. She's got breasts. But obviously they'll take it to the fucking moon with Sable. Mm. So Mr. Perfect finish. Oh, to the, to the turnbuckle post? To the turnbuckle where hit the post rather than the pad. Um... Do you know this must be the end of the feud? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is where we draw a line under the feud. Mark Sable's actually happy. First time ever. <laughs> I think it was the right person to win the feud as well. Yeah. You want to get Mark Merrow over and losing to Hunter Helmsley is probably the way to go. Yeah, because on TV hasn't Hunter Helmsley only lost to Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So and he's gonna lose to a lot of people now. Yeah. Duke uh, Josie at your time to shine. Uh, what did Dave Meltzer give that match in terms of stars? Um, three, three stars. Yeah, absolutely spot on. Second time I've ever got a bang on the money. Yeah, because from what boy. we saw of it, they're both good work. Oh, uh, hang on. Bulldog, Cornet, Owen, Diane Artsmith, Mr. Perfect, <laughs> Clarence Mason, all wrapped up, and some miserable-looking bastard. Who's it? <laughs> I don't know who that is. Diana Artsmith. Furious. D- Tanda, that's Owen Hart's hand, but it looks like Diana's. <laughs> Diana's, Diana's massive chunky fingers. Diana's tanda face. Diana looks like she's learning all this for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> Owen Hart's outfit's amazing. Is that a <laughs> University of Michigan like set of overalls? I think it might be. <laughs> yes, it is. I saw the Michigan logo. 
Oh, he's got the slammy. He's got the slammy. Owen's got a manager's license for the night. I enjoy, I enjoy how the legalness they stick to the manager's license. Yeah. Wait a minute. Owen Hart with a manager's license. He's not. Sausage. No, not having a. Ladies, have got a manager's license. Get him on your list. I put at the beginning and said we can't do people for one night only or part of storylines ah. because we'd have the whole roster. And yeah, I'm into the top forty. It's. I want to get it finished before Christmas, the first draft. Right. On go, so on stop, we're going to press pause together, okay? So on stop, we're going to press pause together. Timestamp as well. Yeah, so timestamp is 23 minutes and 24 seconds. On three seconds, we're going to press stop. Three, two, one, stop. Why am I saying stop? As Bulldogs music's playing. Right. We've got some shit to fill you in on. Now... A storm has been raging outside the arena uh, here in Florence, South Carolina. And after that match, it was supposed to, it was Savio Vega versus Steve Austin, the strap match. Mm. As Savio Vega was walking towards the ring, and I don't think it's his fault, <laughs> a bolt of lightning from the storm struck the arena's transformers. Wow. With the arena's transformers, the Autobots. <laughs> yeah. Optimus <laughs> Prime was fucking livid. Um... <laughs> <laughs> it struck the power, and the entire building was poof, knocked into knocked out. All yeah. the power in the building went out, and anybody watching on pay per view just got like a technical difficulties. Please stand by, depending on their mm. cable operator, because all the feeds were cut at the same time as well. Emergency lighting fills the arena, which is like four or five strobe lights at the top of the venue. Oh, power's gone. This is the storm. They had a feeling this might happen. However, this is the WWF. And the show goes on. Mm. So, Savio <laughs> Vega walked out to the ring in pitch black, apart from the emergency lighting, the romantic effect of the emergency lighting. And <laughs> the camera crew swapped out their power batteries for, like, physical batteries. Yeah. They, they did a quick change and put batteries in so they could carry on filming. The hard cam's fucked, but the people at the ringside with the handy cams could carry on filming. Steve Austin walks out with Ted DiBiase, and they wrestle in the dark whilst people are still there. Now, there's a couple of schools of thought as to why they did that. The main one being, we don't know how long this, this outage is going to be. It could be 20 minutes, and then the power's back on. So we don't really want to send everybody home yeah. if the power's going to come back on. So they carry on this match. I think they, I think they went for eight or nine minutes. It was mm. a shorter match than they expected, with Savio Vega picking up the win. Still no power. They carry on. Send out Yokozuna. Send out Vader. They had a three-minute match. They twisted the finish so that the good guy won. So Yokozuna won. Still no power. Just, just carry on. Uh, at this point, they send out um, Undertaker and Goldust for their casket match. At least it's apt, Undertaker coming out in the dark. Yes, it makes yeah. sense. And presumably to no music either. This is what I was thinking. <laughs> and they just got Howard Finkel with a rolled up bit of paper going... Here comes Savio Vega. <laughs> I assume they would have just had like battery power, some sort of some sort of backup, like mic system or something. Yeah. To announce the rest, I don't know how they announced who was coming in and coming out. If you were there that night, classicacultaholic.com, we'd love to hear from you. But uh, Undertaker and Goldust have their match. They change the finish hmm. to that match. Goldust still wins, but they change. But they have. A, but he does so with the run in from Vader. Um, Bradshaw and Isaac Yankum, they all run in and attack Undertaker and hmm. take him out. The finish is slightly different to what they planned. We'll touch on that in a little bit. 
still no power. <laughs> they've had three matches. There's still no power. And now they, but they've still got the main event to come. So they're like, we've got to, we, we want to put the, you know, we'll keep on going. So they send out Jake Roberts and Bradshaw <coughs> to go and have a, a filler match just to buy some time whilst they get a backup generator in, whilst they hope that the, the power's <coughs> restored to the arena. And about three or four minutes into this filler match, Woof! All the power Wee. comes back on. Wee! Claps, claps, claps. 30 seconds later, Jake, DDT, one, two, three. Right, that's the filler match done. Woof! And <laughs> by which point, Vincent Mann says, right, give us a little bit of time. I think they take maybe a five, ten minute break just to say, like, welcome back to our cable providers. We are working to get everything back up and running because the power was back on, but now they had to get all the, the feed back together. Yeah. And, and so they put out a message <clears throat> saying, we will be back with you shortly. So after a short break to get everything replumbed back in, and checked over. We now come to where we are now. It's like an hour or so has passed at this point. Multiple filler matches. It's all been in the fucking dark. The crowd are like, some have gone home. Most have stayed. But the end, it's a really weird energy for this for this whole night because of this power outage. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like I said, I, this show is notorious because of it. But like, mm. uh, I need to rewatch our True Story video. Um did they have to issue refunds? Well, no, no, because I mean, I mean, I think they, I presume they would. I think they offered refunds to people who wanted it because they had bonus matches after this. Yeah. So to be fair, like they got a full show, but a big chunk of it was in the dark. But they chucked out some bonus matches okay. after the pay after this match. What about pay per view? Now they get around that in a very clever way regarding the encore, ah. which we are going to touch on. In a little bit, oh. but they do offer a very, you know, they do offer a really good make good to fix it. Okay. So we will, but we will touch on that because despite the <laughs> fact that we are 23 minutes in to, in your house, we are at the main event, but it's not the end of the pay-per-view in terms of how it's, it's preserved. Gotcha. <laughs> are we all with it? Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> with that in mind, we come to our main event of the evening. Main but not the main event of the evening. Uh, it is British Bulldog versus Shawn Michaels for the WWF Championship. And on go, we would all press play together. Uh, we're currently at 23 minutes and 29 seconds. So on go, we'll all press play at the same time. In three, two, one, go. That brings us up to speed. What a, t what a hot mess. What a hot mess. Talking of hot messes. Oh, one's hot, one's a mess. That's Davey, right. Diana, you're a mess. Piss and sweat. Looks fuming. <laughs> There's a really sour atmosphere backstage because they don't know what's happening with the show. I mean, even now, like, there's still, like, some issues with the... Obviously, they've got spotlighting on Bulldog, but even now, there's that still is issues. dark in there. Oh, no. No, it's, I, think, oh, I, yeah. I believe this mood is lighting. mood lighting. Because <laughs> fuck me, they've had pitch black. Let's have a bit more. Hot mess. One's hot, one's a mess. Yeah. Decide who. <laughs> I'm just happy to see Owen Hart with the slammy. It's one of my, fa <laughs> one of my favorite gimmicks of all time. Slammy award winning Owen Hart, baby. And Owen Hart as a referee, as a manager. Yeah. Not a referee. One manager. night license. Get him on your list. Mm. <laughs> I don't want to. Mm. I've just done Cowboy Bob Orton. Ooh. Nice. Because like I said, we're, get, we're getting to the... Everyone, the top 20, I've got the order sorted, but I might chop and change it. And then I've got... The following 10, I know the names, but I don't know the order, and so on, and up until 50. So Bob Orton, obviously, legendary run with Piper. Mm. Came back for his son, Randy. 
nearly sprayed hepatitis infected blood all over Undertaker and got fired. He's top 40. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. So. Did you see him recently coming out at, a, uh, a, at, a, at an indie event to Randy Orton's theme? No. Bob Orton comes out to voices. Oh, God. <laughs> well, I looked up. His name's Robert Keith Orton, so his initials are RKO. Yeah? Yeah. Isn't, isn't um, Randy's... Isn't he Randy Keith Orton as well? Yeah, he's Randy Keith Orton. Bob Orton Jr. is Robert Keith Orton Jr. And I think the granddad was Robert Perry Orton or something like that. RPO doesn't scan mm-hmm. as well, does it? He won't do a cutter as a finisher. Shawn Michaels is in a shit mood. <laughs> and that translates through this match. I don't know how much of it has been preserved, but there's a few tantrums he has during this match. Is part of it because of the dressing down him and Hunter got? That's it. And then the whole thing with, is the show happening? Is it not? There's a power... Because obviously, like, the power cut in the building isn't just affecting, like, the lights in the arena. It's the whole building. Everyone's been in a cold, wet, dark arena all night. Sean can't get in the zone for his match. Oh! Sean Bowman's perfect. touch him. You've got that Lloyds of London thing. <laughs> it's, it's weird that Sean's just in a hat. <laughs> That's his entrance gear for a pay-per-view. A hat. Oh, he's got his chaps. Yeah, he's chaps. But he looks weirdly naked. <laughs> <laughs> he is chaps. He is chap. Here, here comes the heartbreak chap. <laughs> the sexy chap. Chap, chap rules. But you can tell he's in a... You just tell he's in a shitty mood. Yeah. <laughs> he's barely dancing. He's doing a little bit for the kids. But again, everyone's just been in the dark all night, literally and metaphorically. So it's been a miserable night, and we haven't, and we we don't see any of this on the uh, on the event. I'm sad that there isn't like an existing some someone's cobbled together. Oh, like, his power didn't work. Oh, too late. Just yeah, keeps on. It just it just adds to an all around shitty night for Sean. Pyro is not working. You're saying you're surprised people haven't cobbled together? Just... Yeah, I want to see like I want to see all these. I've, they show now. They will show clips. On Raw tomorrow night mm. of the matches being held in the dark. Okay. So you'll have a few clips of them, which is really weird to watch. Yeah. Because it's like Sean and it's like Steve Austin and Savia Vega beating fuck out of each other for 15 minutes, but pitch black. <laughs> the crowd are still making noise. Like I presume they could see more than we could see through the camera. Yeah, lens. yeah. One would hope. I guess emergency lighting to the rescue. So the crowd got some live stuff. <laughs> sure, I just went, wow. <laughs> See, this is it. I know he's in a shitty mood. I know it's been a rough night, but this is kind of... A night like this sort of makes the metal of somebody that carries a company. Like, I would imagine, like, in a different situation, like, someone like Drew McIntyre is a great example. Hmm. Like, like, Drew, whether you like the guy or you don't, he's a proper WWE company guy through and through. And on a night like that, where, like, all the power went out, you know that Drew would cut a fucking fire promo. He'd go out there and he'd wrestle, like, the best match of his life. <laughs> Just to make everybody, just to send him home happy, he'd give it everything. Do you know who else would? Yeah. Brett Sergeant Hart. <laughs> Sergeant! That's his middle name. No! <laughs> yeah. I didn't know that! Yes, yeah, Sergeant. Clarence Mason's crying on the mic. When did Clarence get hurt? I don't know. I must have been on the Superstars, because I don't remember... He's saying, Sean, you're a bastard. You're I a home 
Thrasher. I hope you feel bad for being a bastard. <laughs> oh, well, Hebner's the ref. Oh, that's going to get called right down the middle. <laughs> Clarence Mason's on the list. Diana Hart-Smith's on the list. Um, Super Sox on the list. Who ranks higher out of those three? Clarence. Yes, because Clarence obviously goes on to co-found an influential Attitude Era group. He does. Although I think actually at the highest out of all of them it may actually be Super Sock. Just because it's like it's hard to know what to say because Michaels didn't need him, but he, he cornered him to WWF Championship main event of WrestleMania. Yeah. It didn't detract from the presentation. It helped helped establish him as a main event somewhat. So there were no negatives. As a court summons, it's shortest for Diana. Like, I can't believe. Oh, leave that course thumbs alone, I'll you bastard. See you in court, parking ticket, you insult. <laughs> I am the warden for the council. <laughs> Wigan Council have hired me See, to pursue parking <laughs> fights. Bulldog, it is bulldog gear, but with the little hat and a notepad. Just go, <laughs> yo, twat, sticks it in a car. Five pound. I was... <laughs> We sent them a photo of them in a bus lane. And, uh, oh, they've sent it back, and I realise I've made a mistake. And what they've done is they've just, with the felt-it pen, drawn a bus over the top of their car. <laughs> As you can see, they were driving a bus at the time. <laughs> I don't know how we missed that. Oh, I feel terrible. I was down the depot the other day as well. I didn't see him. <laughs> there for the game of backgammon. <laughs> and to sell them some back bacon and some gammon. <laughs> <laughs> From off-cut king. Do you really... King. Now, is Offcut King beneath, like, Beef King? <laughs> so, like, they literally just scrape it and it just goes <laughs> down a little pipe. They just cut the... Wor- Davey spent all his money on the world's biggest funnel. <laughs> Before, <laughs> get Guinness Book of Records round, good publicity, come <laughs> see the funnel stay for the Offcut. <laughs> we all love... Kids love a big funnel. They love it. Sean's hairs. Like kids... Talking of funnels, Sean's hair is lovely. It's, it's very lustrous. He's, he's fully grown out the mullet now. <laughs> this is when I think of DX Shawn Michaels, I think of like that kind of hair. <laughs> lovely, lovely hair. Lovely hair. Luscious locks. As a bald man, I can look at him and say, What <laughs> lovely hair. <laughs> Are you bald? No. What? Oh my god. Hey. Do a little bit. I, I shave it, it twice a week. There's still enough there for a head of hair, but we're thinning more than I liked, and I thought, you know what? Jump before I'm pushed. Yeah. Jump before I'm pushed. I always was kind of ready for that. Yeah. As you were. Yeah. As you say. When was the last time you had, like, you, you grew your hair? Um. Well, I shaved it September 2021, mm. and it was the end of 2019. I said, I'm going to grow it. Because I'd grown out a shaved head and I had short hair, and I thought, I'm going to grow it. And I grew it, like, shoulder length. September 2021. I just went, I'm sick of it now, shave it. Oh, wow. And then got rid of it. So it's their photos with Jack Atkins with shoulder length hair. Oh, yeah. It's glorious. That people can find on their Instagram feed. If, 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 you, if you squint, it looks a bit like someone's tried to draw, I don't know, fake diesel from memory. <laughs> <laughs> but obviously not built like fake diesel at all. 
<laughs> right, let me show you that. It looks like someone tried to draw a WCW's roadblock from memory. <laughs> oh, I'm glad of a reference to roadblock. Everyone loves a bit of roadblock. The D the B L O double K. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Bulldog main event. Uh, head of the council, head of Awful King. <laughs> Sean's not happy. He's in a shitty... Now, apparently there was a heckler in the front row. So that's just compounding Sean's bad mood. Well, as Sean was coming out, I did see there was like a fellow who looked like he was in possibly his 30s with loads of bulldog signs. So perhaps he was... <laughs> Is it our Tom? Is it our Tom? <laughs> Like, Actually, no, because Artem wouldn't have bulldog, appro bulldog appreciation signs. You wouldn't even have signs. Just be sat there with his arms folded. Just, just imagine a full front row, people in fold-out chairs, and then Tom in a, like, burnt-out armchair. <laughs> Slippers on. Glaring. folded. Glaring. Bull bulldog gets, like, some really good moves, and he just stares. Why don't you love me, brother? Fucking wrestle. <laughs> Davey. I'm better than you. <laughs> no, you're not main eventing a pay-per-view named after you. It's not even British Bulldog. You're not even a dog. We were the Bulldogs. The two of us. And I was better. <laughs> and next time I see you, I'm going to have you. <laughs> Fucking, that's terrifying. And he just doesn't break his eye line, pulls a double-decker out of his pocket and slowly unwraps it. <laughs> Takes a bite. I like a double decker because it's quite chewy. So therefore, like you bite and you'd have to see him like go like, like really clamp down his teeth. It's a meal in a bar. <laughs> Picking a bit out of the back of his jet back of his molar. There he is. <laughs> He's back in his armchair. Diana's going, hurry up, bulldog. We've got we've only got an hour on the parking. <laughs> I'll be round. <laughs> I'm gonna have to stick it myself. Now, oh, do you know you've parked on a double yacht? Yes, I have. I'm afraid it was an amazing. That's not good enough, son. Do you know you're parked in a bus lane? Of course, I was parked in a bus lane. I was fucking leathered. <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the bulldog with the only rover in America. He's like, come on. <laughs> Get cases on roof. <laughs> Go to SeaWorld, want to see the whale. I asked this guy if he was aware that he'd been driving 70 miles an hour, and he said it was bollocks because he hadn't even been out an hour. <laughs> Fair. Right. Shit traffic warden. <laughs> On top of all the other stuff that he does, he's a shit traffic warden. He's just, he goes, I'm going to have to give you a ticket. No, you won't. No, I won't. No, You're no. Right, I won't. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's really susceptible to mind power. <laughs> <laughs> but all his tickets are written on, like, fucking, I don't know, hot dog king leaflets. He's like, hey, hey. <laughs> hey. You hungry? Hot dogs. Hey. I've run out of paper, so I'm going to write it on my hand. <laughs> I'll take a picture of my hand. Can I email this to you? <laughs> What's an email? Do I, do I? Oh, I don't know yet. I've got to take my hand into Snappy Snaps. <laughs> Excuse me. Can, don't go anywhere. Can you develop my hand? <laughs> <laughs> and then Bulldog sat in the dark room, dipping his hand in like the in the fluid. <laughs> I hope that guy's still there when I get out. Oh yes, I'd love it turned into a jigsaw for an extra two pounds. <laughs> it's a keychain as well. <laughs> Give that to Diana. 
You'd love that. It's my hand as a keychain <laughs> with my with my contact details on. Oh, <laughs> in case you need it. And this man's parking details. Oh, he's gone. Oh. Oh well, at least he's moved. <laughs> Bulldog the shit traffic warden. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> Parts of the bus lane. I am a bus. <laughs> right, fine. Yeah. Bulldog has a bike. Well, he was carrying someone. Yeah. It's a bus. He gave me a ticket. <laughs> I'm going to give you a ticket. Oh, no. <laughs> tables doth turn. <laughs> How the turntables have turned. <laughs> CJ Bulldog on the ones and twos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Is he a DJ now? Yeah. Oh, no. Wicked jungle is massive. Jungle's massive. I got got trapped in there for ages. I had to, I had to eat someone's leg. <laughs> well, I didn't have to. But... <laughs> I did have to. It just looked delicious. I was just like, oh, that's a lovely leg. Oh, leg king. Oh. What meat is it? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Tastes like chicken. <laughs> Looks like fish. <laughs> Smells uh, like offal. Make a Ooh. wish. <laughs> I'm a bit lightheaded. <laughs> Awful king. Uh, Coming soon. So I, I'm, I am, do you know what? There's part of me that is very gutted for Bulldog. This was, this was this the only time he headlined a pay-per-view? Oh, no, he headline king of the ring, won't he? I believe. Uh, I believe they have another go around. And there was SummerSlam 92, but obviously... In America, that oh, wasn't yes. that. That wasn't the main event, though. In America, in the American feed, it was Savage versus really War- Savage Warrior. Yeah, yeah, because Bulldog was just to us, he was the the king of the world. But in America, he was just like, oh, he's a good hand in the mid card. Savage Warrior for the world title. So they swapped it around for the American oh. broadcast. So all those years, and we laughed at the fact that there are some broadcasts of Raw that used to feature the Great Carly in the main event. Yeah. Like, oh, we did the same thing on the biggest show ever. But ours was legit the main event mm. as it went out live. With you. But when it was edited for American audiences, chopped and changed. Bastards. Mm. Bastards. Absolute bastards. We don't, have to, we don't do that anymore because everything's live all the time. Yeah. So it's just easier that way. This is actually live now. We've got uh, the Iker Pro Power DeLorean and we travel <laughs> back. We're sat outside in the pouring rain with an, with an umbrella. Can we have the radiators on, Tom? No! Oh. Power's still out. <laughs> it's coming out like sheets. <laughs> wicked! Cheers, Hendrix. <laughs> Jungle is massive. Oh, that rain is wicked. <laughs> Michael, it's not, the, not, not a normal way to describe something. Maybe Michael Hayes doesn't understand that wicked, like the context of saying something's wicked, yeah. and he thinks it means something different, or it's a kind of a, a more casual term. Oh, this funeral's been wicked. Yeah, because this is, what, 1996, two and a half years before Ali G takes the UK by storm. Mm. So Michael Hayes could have been Ali G. Yeah. <laughs> mm. What a joy that would have been. Mm. Bulldog looks knackered. He does, doesn't he? He's just like, I get that you do a rest. God, Davey, wake up. I get that you do a little rest hole just to catch your breath, but like Bulldog looks paggered. Yeah. Not been that long. With with Sean being in a mood, do you reckon he was sandbagging him a little? I get. I don't. Know, I don't know. I don't think he's that unprofessional. But no. you know, when when Sean has a tizzy, you can imagine him just being like, you know, like when some toddlers just they'll just stop, or when yeah. you walk in a dog and it'll just stop and like, I'm not doing this. I can imagine. Mm. 
from what we know of Shawn Michaels, I wouldn't be surprised. Usually when he goes in the ring, he puts it all out there. Yes. But he just he just doesn't look in the mood. No. At all. He looks like he's just not... Look ripped. at him. He's fighting out of a rest hold and he looks like he'd rather be anywhere else. Yeah, like he, he did. Just... He just shrugged at the referee and just went, okay. <laughs> that was hilarious. Yeah. Oh, lie down. Yeah. Bloody hell, Sean. <laughs> I'm sorry it's been a shit night, but you know, put a shift in. <laughs> he's just fed up. Bret Hart at home, fucking raging at this point. <laughs> look at that, making our Davy boy not look good. See when when me and Davy wrestled, of course it takes two to tango. But on that night, it was me tangoing with me, and Davy happened to be there. <laughs> he turned to me and said he'd forgotten everything. He was fucked, as he said. And, uh, <laughs> you know why I uh, guided him to a great match? Great match, one of my favorite of my career. Yeah. Do you remember when I headlined WrestleMania? <laughs> Shut up, Bruce. Bruce, you were... Uh, I headlined WrestleMania. <laughs> you were... Uh, yes. Sure, in your own mind you did, of course. I did yeah. headline WrestleMania. Yeah, okay. Me and the Hulk Warrior. Yep. yep. We sold out the Sky Dome. Sky Dome, yep. All the people were there. Of course, of course, yep. Wayne Gretzky. Wayne, yep. Some, some hissing from a light. Can you hear that? Should, should I switch that off? It's concerning me. I mean, how exciting that the show where there's a power outage, if you're watching on the Patreon, it looks uh, like we're about to have a power outage. It's this security box. <laughs> oh, excellent. That's exciting. Does it mean like something's going off? I don't know, but I am not going to touch that. I'll, I don't know whether you can hear. Oh, oh. fucking twat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's worth the money for Patreon alone to see Jack Atkins, Charlie Horse's own leg, oh, hitting the, the table. Oh. oh, oh, that really hurts. <laughs> we're not losing a bit of this. No, we're not. All this is staying in. Oh, this is the most classic Raw review. Thing. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Do you want a bulldog match as well? Would you? <laughs> Oh, the, the, buzz, the buzz and stop now, thanks. I didn't have to get oh, up. Oh. This is the best one we've ever... I, I like how it's this show where it's fraught with danger. Yeah. <laughs> As your knee. Um, I'll live. Oh, oh. It was on the sweet spot. Oh. oh. I think that's what I hit when I fell down the stairs on my birthday. Yeah. Because even now, when sometimes if I'm sat on the floor, it might be because I'm old, I'll get up and be like, ooh, me joints. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I, I got in the same knee, in the back of the knee, I got cramp in the taxi the other day. And it just, the cramp went away, but the pain was there for like two days. And I went to Sean, I was like, I'm the wrong side of 34 now. This might just be my knee from now on. That's just your life <laughs> yeah. But I put some uh, I put some deep heat on it last night before bed, and it feels okay today. Nice. And then I go and twat the same knee just on the <laughs> other side. Cursed knee. Deep heat's a nice shout. Yeah. It was Don't lovely. Deep it was lovely. It's lovely. Because in my head, I was like, oh, it stinks, doesn't it? Because I haven't used it for a while. And I put it on and went, oh, it smells like root beer. And she was like, mm, delicious root beer. Oh, like, and, then, and then she licked your knee. She did. And that's what soothed it. <laughs> it was like a kiss better from your mum, but it was my significant other licking the back of my deep heat covered knee. It's a bit Freudian there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> kiss from my mum on the knee. Oh, oh. <laughs> I fell over in the garden and I 
Nothing worse as a kid than skin in your knee. Oh, I know, isn't it horrible? Yeah. It was, is that the worst injury you had as a kidney bean? Apart from all the concussions, yeah. Oh, yeah, you had a bunch of concussions as well. But, touch wood, never broke any bone. I broke my toe, but that doesn't really count. Mm. Uh, but no, never any major injuries or ailments. I got my face scratched to pieces by a, a stray cat oh. when I was 11. Did you try picking it up and hugging it? I don't know what I was trying to do. Because we just moved into our into our home, which we then, I think, we've moved a couple of times since then. But we moved in this one house, and there was a, a greenhouse at the end of the garden. And I went into the garden, and there was a white cat sat on the end of it. So I always just wanted to approach the white cat and say hello. And as I get about this, about, about like a, feet, a foot or so away from the cat, the cat just goes with his claws and just scratches my face. Did you look cooler? I, look very, I, I think I look, I was crying a lot. And, then, and it really put me off cats forever. Yeah. Well, not forever, because then we met Pablo, and it's like, okay, all the all the harm that was done to cats yeah. in my eleven in, when I was eleven have been undone by this one special boy. So did you did you have to get a tetanus, or was it just like run it under a cold tap? <laughs> run my head under a cold tap. <laughs> bit of germ, ah! bit of germaline, and you were fine. I think it's some uh, what's the stuff you what's the stuff you put on when you've fallen in the bushes? Iodine. I, is it iodine? No, witch hazel. Is it witch hazel? It's yeah, it's in a jar. It's yeah. Like TCP. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. TCP. Bit of TCP. PCP. <laughs> oh, if only. Bit of angel dust. I seem to remember. Oh, nice. That was a good spot. Owen Hart with the Bob Orton now, with the Bob Orton cast. He's, he's done fuck all this match, Owen, hasn't he? He just did something. Oh, there. apart from that, but. He made an attempt at something. Oh, stop it, Bulldog. You're being too mean. Oh, Stop punching your opponent. Did you just shout, that's it? No, you haven't won yet, Bulldog. That's not how a match works. There was a half-assed elbow drop by Sean. There was a ref bump which I missed because I was fucking hopping around on one leg. <laughs> Bulldog's going to win the title! No, you bastard! Oh! Teardrop suplex. Ah. Sean Michaels going old school. That's his old finisher, isn't it? Oh! New champion! What the f- Yes! What? The boiled dream has come true! I don't know what just happened. Bulldog got his shoulder up! Bulldog's the champ! But Sean's shoulders were down from yes! the- Yes! <laughs> yes! So Bullock's been announced as the champ. Wembley! Wembley! Oh, of course, Earl Hebner's side and Sean, but fuck off, Earl. <laughs> Don't play... Yeah, play Bulldog's music. Wembley! Bull Diana, run with the belt! Run, Diana, you beautiful woman. Run with the belt! Bulldog doesn't even get to hold the title. Get Diana away, get it. away. Diana's the champ. That's the In the storyline world, Diana's the champ. <laughs> Yay! Yes! yes! Wrong way round! <laughs> that is very Diana. Diana Hart Smith is the champion. <laughs> oh, fuck off, Gorilla. Gorilla! Give it back to Diana. She's the lineal champ. <laughs> oh. Bless you, Diana. You had one job and you held the belt the wrong way round. Gorilla, give it to Bulldog. Gorilla, give it to Bulldog. Give it to Bulldog. You know it makes sense. But sure, right. Because it was... That's my coder, isn't it? Yeah. 
Because it was Kyoto that counted the pin. Why does Earl Hebner get a say? He didn't count the pin. Because Earl was the ref, the official ref. He was the official ref, but he was out of commission. But he didn't call. He didn't call the pin. So why can he can why can he just come and say he won? Because he was the sanctioned ref for the match. <sighs> so therefore, his his words have weight. It's waff. He would have seen the finish. Yeah. He would have seen the finish and gone. Actually, shoulder. Here we go. Time for the replay. Let's confirm. Pondy replay. So, teardrop suplex. Teardrop suplex. A nice throwback. One. One. Shawn Michaels' shoulders Two. are down. Three. Oh, so Kyoto just counted Shawn's shoulders. Yeah. L didn't. <laughs> For shits and giggles. Oh. For shits and giggles, giving it to the Bulldog. <laughs> Bulldog is right. Fucking shit. <laughs> Booze. That's a very heelish thing, though, isn't it? That's the kind of thing you'd do if, if Sean was the heel and Bulldog was the champion. Title not changing hands on a draw is what you do for the for the babyface who comes so close and not gets it. I guess they want to build to a rematch. Yeah. Um, was this changed on the fly? Because no, no. of the show. This, this was, was always, always the plan. Always the I mean, if they were going to change it on the fly, it would have been a clean win for Shawn Michaels, send the fans home happy. Yeah. Like rather than keeping yeah, this true. this hot mess in that fills us with some hope of Bulldog as WWF champion. But alas. It does not. I mean... Let's see it again from the other angle. Let's see. Beautiful suplex. Beautiful suplex. Bulldog's shoulders were down. But then Sean's were down as well. Yeah. Oh! Ever so slightly. Not a full on. Mm. Oh! Teeny tiny little... Jerk of the shoulder so to add a bit of jeopardy. So Bulldog not completely burying Sean with the shoulder up, but enough to create yeah. a conversation. I like the back suplex. Obviously, it's nowhere near as good as the super kick, but I like wrestlers having multiple finishes. Yeah, keeps it varied. Yeah. Mixes it up a bit. Like every time Sami Zayn hits the blue thunder bomb and gets a two, it's like, bastards never won with it. Let him win with it occasionally. Yeah, give him a win with that blue thunder. Yeah. And not in a Survivor Series match where everybody's finishes a weaker. Mm. That doesn't count. Yeah. Yeah, weird finish that they stuck with despite everything that went on. Shawn Michaels in a shitty mood. Right, we are going to pause this watch-along slash stop-along uh, at 52 minutes and three seconds, right? Uh, three, well, that's where we're at right now. 52 minutes and seven, eight, nine, ten. In three seconds, we'll pause. In three, two, one, pause. Now, there's a reason why we're pausing. So, I saw it said, beware of dog two, and I heard Jim Ross's voice. You did. You and heard did both he, those things. Did he say, I'm here with Mr. Perfect? He did indeed. Okay, right. So, the that was what you saw before that. That was the main event of beware of dog. Uh, in order to make good for the fans that were there live in attendance, they had two additional matches from that show in uh, Florence, South Carolina. They also got lucky things. 
They got Ahmed Johnson versus Jerry Lawler. <laughs> okay. And Ultimate Warrior versus Owen Hart. Oh, actually. <laughs> yes, that's yes, all right. I'd be happy with that. I'd they, be happy with that. And that's how they send the fans home happy. But there's still an issue where some of their key matches for the pay-per-view, nobody saw. Yeah. So here's the compromise. The Tuesday that follows this pay-per-view. So they have a Monday Night Raw. Yes. And then they have a set of superstars tapings taking place on the Tuesday in North Charleston. Here's the plan. They are going to provide an encore for everybody that bought the pay-per-view. You get the encore for free. You watch the encore on the Tuesday night. You get the the Hunter Hearst Helmsley Mark Merrow match. Mm -hmm. You get the main event. And then you get the additional matches, which they redid at this Superstars taping in North Charleston. Ah. So they ran back the strap match, they ran back Vader and Yokozuna, and they ran back Goldust and The Undertaker. Okay. So that's why this venue looks completely different. <laughs> that's why the commentary team is different, because they had everybody there for a Superstars taping anyway, mm -hmm. but obviously Superstars isn't your main lineup of people, um, but that's what they do. Now, mm -hmm. this takes place after Monday Night Raw. So they have to sort of explain what's going on. So I kind of toyed with the idea of us stopping this watch along, then doing a live watch along of the following Raw, and then watching this. Because in terms right. of the timeline, that's how it will sit. But it's too messy. Yeah. So there'll be bits next time we do Monday Night Raw that kind of storyline builds to this show, <laughs> if you're with me. Yeah. So the timeline goes, it goes, Monday Night Raw, go home for Beware of Dog. Beware of dog, raw, beware of dog too. <laughs> but as we're, we're doing it the George Lucas way, where we're going, <laughs> yeah. Monday Night Raw, build a beware of dog, beware of dog, beware of dog, Monday Night Raw, build a beware, beware of dog. dog. <laughs> so that's basically where we are at <laughs> for this watch along. Um, one slight change uh, to this watch along. Uh, which was in which 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 one storyline bit which was brought in on the raw beforehand we haven't watched yet okay which was an additional caveat to the Sean and Savia match because in in rarity for WWF they were very honest on raw about what happened we had a power cut here's some footage of some of the matches in the dark mm. here's a newspaper cutting from the local newspaper where we are at the top story because we had a power cut so but so they they very much openly say tomorrow night watch the encore and we're going to have the rematch. So they very much are very open about it. Yeah. During Raw, Ted DiBiase announces an additional caveat to the Caribbean strap match. You see, in the time between Beware of Dog and Beware of Dog 2, Ted DiBiase has handed in his notice. Ted DiBiase wow. is leaving the World Wrestling Federation. He has signed a deal with World Championship Wrestling and is on his way out. And that has occurred between Beware of Dog and Beware of Dog 2. Right. So therefore, what you're about to watch is the strap match with a change in the rules. Uh, well, a change in the stipulations, whereby if Savio Vega wins, Ted DiBiase does not become his chauffeur. Ted DiBiase leaves the World Wrestling Federation forever. Forever! 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 So, on go, we will continue watching Beware of Dog <laughs> with no more fucking interruptions for the next hour. All right, 52 minutes and 15 seconds is on my clock. Hopefully it's on your clock as well. And on go, we will watch together in three, two, one, go. It's been an education for me, this as well. There you go. It's been, it's been nice. It's been, 
because my head's a bit a, a bit like jam at the moment because yeah. a combination of no days off again and two nights drinking with my father-in-law. My head's <laughs> a bit jammed today, so I was like trying to my best to find a way to make this fit. <laughs> and then you've got to watch and this kind of shit as well. And here's some clips from the match in the dark. <laughs> That's what they got in the arena. <clears throat> oh, there we go. They added a caveat here. So you're going to have a bath later then? So. Yeah, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to have a bath in a bit. And he will, he will have a career bath Oof. after this. I like the way that it's shot opposite the entrance as well, a bit like an oh, MSG house. I love it when you can see the entrance. Yeah. It's my favorite. So another little interesting bit. The night before, well, the, sorry, the night of Beware of Dog 1, there was some, Bruce Pritchard talked on the podcast on his podcast about that night and said so he was the one like running around like a blue ass fly mm. trying to make sense of what was happening because Steve because Vince McMahon was at the commentary table yeah and the story is that Vince McMahon was was particularly calm surprisingly calm yeah during all of this like he was pretty chill about everything going on and he said that it's been there's several, several reports from Bruce Pitchett and other people that said Vince McMahon took a special interest in watching Steve Austin and Savia Vega have their strap match in the dark. He sat there apparently with a cup of coffee, because they could do commentary. Yeah. Sat there with a cup of coffee and watched Savia Vega versus Steve Austin. And they reckon, some people reckon, that it was Vince watching that match in the dark, with Steve Austin putting on a hell of a performance in the dark at last minute, is where Vince went. Maybe he's more than a good hand in the mid-card. Good hand in the mid-card? He's a good hand in the mid-card. Maybe Vince is going, maybe he's more than that. No, Steve Austin. Mm. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Vin and, and so he, Vince enjoyed the match and enjoyed Steve Austin's performance and went, okay, noted. Mate, there's a slot for King of the Ring. I'll ponder that. Mm. Also, fun little factoids. <laughs> there's loads of fun factoids. They had, they had a surprisingly good strap match in the dark. Yeah. This is even better. Okay. Uh, this, according to Dave Meltzer, is um, another, another sources, is Savio Vega's best match in WWF. Better than Savio Vega and D-Generation X versus <laughs> Steve Austin, Owen Hart, Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie. Believe it or not, yes. <laughs> I love that match. God. I love that event. Savio Vega coming out as the mystery man after all that hype. What were you thinking? Yeah, but I got that VHS for my 10th birthday in 1998, oh. so it holds a dear place in my heart. Did you, like all of us, enjoy the huge round of apathy when Savio Vega's music played? <laughs> well, it was me. This was the... It was kind of... must have been late 97 where I started like paying attention a bit more to wrestling. But it was 98 where I fully jumped back in. But I didn't have Sky or anything, so I just watched occasional videos. So when I got it, I was like, oh, Shawn Michaels, blah, blah, blah. And then Savio Vega comes out in the sand. I went, I don't know who this man is, but he's got a bin. <laughs> and it's, it's with hindsight looking back. It's just like, Jesus, what were they thinking? Now, the thing is, I don't know whether, and I'll have to watch it again to, to check this. Like, there's obviously history with Austin and Vega. Yeah. So you could, le you could, you could build on that. Yeah. I don't know whether they do on commentary or not. No. The idea that, like, DX have employed one of Austin's first rivals. Yeah. To come and tea with them. Like, that's, that's all right as a story. Yeah. That's fine as a story. But I don't know whether they pull upon it. 
for those who are interested in the, uh, the behind the scenes <laughs> on this podcast, you can hear the clacking of the security alarm once more. There's some there's some bad stuff going down outside the. I'm uh, not I'm not getting up after what I did to my <laughs> knee last time. I'm staying here for the rest of the day. <laughs> I was sitting tight, bro. I hope I hope like triple jump after I record a podcast later, and I'm just sat there just going, all right. It was just a podcast around. Yeah. You. I'll, I'll stay quiet, but I'll just be there. <laughs> what I find odd about. Because we've obviously got Jim Ross on commentary with Perfect. I'm surprised because you were saying about Vince being very calm during the actual Buera dog. Mm. I would have expected that he would have been there for this Superstars tape and would have been like, well, if we're redoing the pay-per-view, I'll hop on. I think it's mad that he's kind of trusted other people to do the job. It is rare, isn't it? Yeah. I can only assume that he had other things happening and he couldn't be there. Yeah. And it was just like a bit of a, a thing where it's like, well, you'll just have to do it. Yeah. Yourselves. And... I mean, I don't know what the outcome of this match is, but fair fucks to Ted DiBiase for saying, look, I'm leaving. I'm going to sign with WCW. But how about we turn this into a lose-lose time and makes an angle of it? He didn't have to do that. No, he could have just been an arse and just disappeared. Yeah. It's it's an old school uh, thing about sort of going out on your shield. Yeah. Putting the guys over when you leave the territory. Yeah. Like how William Regal got punched in the back of the head by MJF. Yeah. Way out. You know, which I, which I, which I did like as a bit. I think it's in Japan, uh, in especially in like all Japan and Noah. Um, when you come back from injury, you usually do the job as well. Yeah. Because I think it was when Kagabashi came back from cancer and he had a big tag match and I'm pretty sure he takes the pin. Because I think it's just like, right, I'm ready to do business again. Don't want any special treatment. And I think also it makes kind of sense. If, it, if wrestling was a real sport and you've got someone who's been top of the game for months and someone's just come back from injury, mm. they're not going to win. They're be rusty as balls that's a really so, good shout yeah. actually yeah that's a really good shout I'm glad they do it that way because it does make sense yeah like you you because it means that those people who like are working all year round yeah that it actually makes sense yeah that they aren't ready to go properly yeah. and they have to build back up again their strength I like that I didn't realize Kabashi lost after he came back from cancer it is where I've completely remembered it wrong but I'm pretty sure of it I think it's Kabashi and uh, Takiyama versus Misawa and someone else. Misawa. <laughs> it's been years since I watched it, but. Misawa Sam. Savio Vega, go on, mm. get him in. Tim Weiss, like, get off him. <laughs> get off him, you Stop two. It. Yeah, so Ted is uh, one of those. Oh, by the way. No. Oh. There's something else I've remembered. Between Beware of Dog and Beware of. Beware your, beware your dog. <laughs> Dog shit. We were a dog shit too, right? Something else seismic has occurred in wrestling. Pray tell. Last the night before this, on a very fucking humdrum episode of Nitro, Scott Hall walks through the crowd. <laughs> you don't know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here. Where's Ted? Where is the natural man? The natural man. Yeah. So With the hookster. So, so Scott Hall made his debut the night before this. Oh, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Say it now. I, I was until I was reading the the Observer for this particular week, and, and they just like Nitro was shit, but Scott Hall turned up. So yay. Yeah. <laughs> but it just get, it gets interesting though. The the thing I'm learning about Nitro is like the, the overall. 
the overall vibe is interesting. Yeah. But when you're in the weeds week to week, fuck me. Yeah. It's it's tedious. Really is. <laughs> Next up on Nitro, Sergeant Craig Pittman versus Yeah. <laughs> it's like all oh. that bullshit. Fucking what do we have? Disco Inferno versus the Booty Man to look forward to. Oh Jesus. Oh. Stankin'. Ed Leslie wearing the mouth off of Kimberly Page on a weekly basis I at mean, the moment. Fair fox to him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but God bless Kimberly Page. Yeah. Taking one for the team for that. Jesus. Well, you know, you know what the rumors say about the pages and the bishops. So. Oh, I have heard that yeah. rumor too. I've seen that movie too. <laughs> but yeah, it's so you in when you're in the weeds on it like we are. Like you get there was like four or five episodes of Nitro back to back that just felt like the same episode of Nitro. Yeah. Each time, but with it's, a slightly different hat on. I think the hindsight helps, like we were saying here about you know they're reconsidering Steve Austin and know what's on the horizon makes us go, yeah, let's let's watch a bit bit more closely. Yeah, and again, like a match like this will make Vince go even further. Actually, yeah, I don't think he needs a mouthpiece. Yeah, because Vince had the idea that he, like, you know, he wants Ted to speak for Steve, and maybe Steve can speak for himself. Oh, I wonder if we'll see anything in, in June. Uh, no! Good on him, God! Thank you for letting me be in this tournament. Uh, oh. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I don't like it when things don't go, go my, my way. way. <laughs> Jeff Farmer. Bad night. Dear's Bender. Jumping Jeff. Look up that promo. It's great. Fucking love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> we watched. Um, WCW Uncensored, Sam and I, the other week. Tri- triple stack cage. The Doomsday cage. With bollocks. Z-, Z Gangster and the man formerly known as the fucking Final Solution. They called him the Final Solution until somebody clued them up and went, you can't call him the Final oh, Solution. No. So they went, the ultimate solution, yeah, that'll do. Anything else, call him Derek, I don't care, anything else. <laughs> what an oversight. Derek Solution. <laughs> Derek. <laughs> Hello, Derek Solution. You got a problem? I've got the solution. Derek, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> he fucks up his own catchphrase. Shit. I've got the answer. <laughs> Solutions! <laughs> hey, you've got a problem with me? I'll bring some... An- Solutions! Solution. Keeps forgetting that his catchphrase is solution. <laughs> Derek Solution. Oh, my God. I don't, we need a wrestler now called Derek Solution. I came up with a new gimmick for Aiden before you came in this morning. Oh, go on. Uh, Blitz Spirit Aiden Gibbons. <laughs> he comes to the ring. Boots, no knee pads. Kind of like <laughs> khaki, horrible brown tights. And just one of those World War One military tin hats. His finishing move is a razor's edge called the Anderson Shelter. <laughs> His response was, fuck off. <laughs> Blitz spirit. <laughs> Don't take no flack from Blitz spirit. Because <laughs> it was it was my favourite time of popping the boys in the office. Because we always say that Aiden, like Captain America, was trapped in the ice and thawed <laughs> out in the modern day. I think he was. And we were talking about what our theme musics would be. And I said to Aiden, I said, your theme music would be We'll Meet Again by Vera Lynn. <laughs> <laughs> That song really gets me going. <laughs> <laughs> but played on a really crackly bit of vinyl. 
Come on, guys! Let's go! <laughs> Give it all this off the top row. Come on! Come on! Blitz spirit! <laughs> and when I get the all decisive one, two, three, it's round to mine for cucumber sandwiches with the crust cut off. <laughs> Blitz spirit! Blitz spirit! <laughs> Could he do like a package power driver and call it the ration pack? Oh, yeah. Yeah, into that. <laughs> or Ration Pack could be his tag team partner as Sean Moulton. But like uh, like Super Dragon and PWG, he could have some really long-winded names. Like he could just have like a chin lock and it's called Evacuate the Children to the Countryside in Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Evacuate the Children to the Countryside in Wales. Oh, here's his finisher. Just a really stiff clothesline called Goodnight, Mr. Tom. <laughs> Aiden's not going to hear this. He could, he could do the they don't like it European uppercut. <laughs> fly, fly knee drop just called Uncle Albert. <laughs> If you read Cultaholic.com and you see any articles written by Aidan Gibbons, he's our, he's our head of news here at Cultaholic. He's the tribal editor-in-chief. Uh, these are all some lovely mental images that you can cast in your head when you're reading Cultaholic.com next time. He's 26 years old, I think. But he's 126. He really is. He's, he's, he's an old soul. <laughs> he's an old soul. He doesn't like sausages. found this out recently. He doesn't like exactly. Sausage. That's what everyone says. He just like don't like sausage. Prefer bacon. Prefers corned beef. Yeah, but then like you can. Like I prefer sausages to bacon, but I like both. But sausages are just universal. Like with with the vegetarian food world, the main thing is can we get a vegetarian sausage on the go? Mm. Does he not know that like corned beef packaged differently would be a sausage? <laughs> yeah, he's just not game. He also, we... he also enjoys eating game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's a bit of game. He loves a bit of rolling tobacco, I feel. <laughs> I feel like if he was a smoker, he would have like a little a little tin. Yeah. And some, a little tobacco. Like, like Winston Skin Smith up. in 1984. <laughs> Skin up! <laughs> Get some going. Oh, oh, yeah. There we go. <laughs> Where's me washboard? <laughs> hey. Can I, oh. can I better get a rolly off you, Aiden? I've seen you, Mrs. Buying liver when you should have been buying lamb. Hey! <laughs> Arthur, Arthur Atkins. <laughs> Do you remember the episode of the Fast Show where Arthur Atkins got cancelled? God, oh, it was he called someone. He just says, he says, "Oh, is that your haircut, love, or is it shit?" Boo! boo. Immediate boos. <laughs> and that was it. And he was like, "That was it." He was written off. <laughs> Never heard from again. Didn't he? Because uh, doesn't he try to come back in like a seventies bawdy comedy where it's insinuating that he's shacking his niece? <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> more than likely. I don't remember it, but more than likely. I might have to rewatch the Fast Show over Christmas. It seems like a Christmas time thing watching the it, Fast Show. It does, doesn't it? It yeah. does. Some, some stuff still holds up quite well. Yeah. Hold the bells. <laughs> the guy giving fruit machine advice and he ends up like owing everybody some money <laughs> I always liked uh, Rolly Burke and QC because that was just my granddad when I was my granddad died when I was about four but as a toddler he was my favourite person in the world and I think in hindsight my mum said 
she was a bit concerned because I'd go around to my nan and granddad's house and my dad would sit with me nan. I didn't know me nan basically until my granddad died because I'd run to this dark back room whereas my granddad, who was a man of the war and a notorious gambler, sitting in the dark, pissed, smoking. I thought he was the fucking greatest person on the planet. <laughs> and he, he just was just really, he didn't like blow smoke in my face or ask me if he just the other side of the room. But I just, I was just enamored with him. I'd just tell him about my day and he'd tell me about his and we'd hang out and we'd eat sandwiches. Oh. But he was pissed. <laughs> just all the time. Just, of course, I was very, very drunk. <laughs> and yeah, he died when I was little. And looking back, I was saying to my mom, I was like, I was just in, in, a room with the cans are shut with what was essentially a drunk, friendly old man. <laughs> my mum was like, yeah, I was a bit concerned, but you were his best mate as well. And Aww. I was like, oh. So. Why, why was your mum concerned? Just because... Just because it's his, like... Of his temperament or... No, no, just because it was literally with a drunk man smoking a lot in the dark. Mm. But it was the early 90s. My mum and dad smoked then. And oh, yeah. So I don't think it was more concerned. She was just like, hmm. Like, like it was just me and my grandma. Like, my dad was in the front room having a sandwich with me, Nan, and a, a smoke, <laughs> but but with the curtains open. <laughs> but no, he's great. I, like, according to my dad, like, my granddad was, you know, quite quite a, a tough man. But as soon as he became a granddad, just became just a soft little old man. Aww. But drunk, <laughs> just drunk. Soft but drunk. Yeah, like Aiden Gibbons though. He like he drank cabbage water. He ate tripe. He <laughs> ate pig trotters. He just kept eating just awful after the war because he was just an old man of this, World War Two. Because like this is what I like now. This is what my body likes to eat. Yeah, I'm, I can't go, I can't turn my back on tripe. Yeah, after all these years. But he had to do like he worked in. Um, I'm sure he worked in like. The home off, not the home office, obviously not. But I'm sure he's something to do with like uh, immigration and customs. Like he had an official like uniform and a hat and everything like that before he retired and became a drunk old man. <laughs> so it wasn't like he was just like, oh, times are hard, better eat awful. He was just like, no, nah, I just fucking like it. Just like awful. Waste not one though. Yeah. yeah. But he was rarely back in QC without being a QC. <laughs> These two have had a banger, by the way. Yeah. Stabby Vega and Steve Austin. Austin's been, had his bumping pants on. Yeah, he's, he, which you don't see so often later in his career. Was for, that, for obvious reasons. Yes, because he's very knackered. Like, 2001, as, as uh, Matthew and I are living through at the moment on the classic SmackDown review, like Austin, I think maybe has had maybe four matches in four months, if that. Well, 99, 2000, he's mm. basically not there, is he? No, he's not. And then 01, he comes back, but he's still hurt. And he takes a few bumps along the way, and they try and protect him as much as they can yeah. by like keeping him out of as much in-ring action as possible. And then he goes into SummerSlam to face Kurt Angle and has just a fucking match of the night. Yeah. Just blinder with Kurt Angle. And then he has a match against Chris Jericho on the SmackDown after, and they just have beautiful chemistry. Jericho's a funny one, especially at that point where... It's so hit and miss what yeah. Jericho you're going to get. Because sometimes Jericho can have chemistry with anybody and make a banger. Or sometimes he can go in there with William Regal and they just are lost. That's so Jericho weird. versus Regal as well. Jericho Regal, WrestleMania X7. You watched it? Yeah, with yeah, 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 yeah. That was all ro that was ropey. 
Oh, Remember, it being all I've, over the shop. No, because I've got very rose-tinted glasses when it comes to WrestleMania 17. Mm. But I'll have to watch it with an analytical brain on because I always thought it was okay. I don't know no. where it was in the greatest WrestleMania list. I don't know if I've ever mentioned that I wrote that. <laughs> Fuck off. I'm uh, sure it's number one. Oh, number one for Bullet. Yeah. Oh, great flipping heck. Because usually I'm not a big fan of the strap match. It's very wrestling, which nothing wrong with it. I like a bit of wrestling. I was a WCW kid. Well, in this later, just after this era, I was a WCW guy, but I don't know. What is it you don't like about it? I think it's the fact that it's like, there is the drama of going for the fourth one, but sometimes it can be, it's not that it's overcomplicated, but you've got to do maths and you've got to do like, you've got to keep count and you've got to, not pay attention because you should pay attention to wrestling, but it's not like one, two, oh, it's like, hang on. Has he touched the third one? Has he broken it by the other one touching it? Who's in the lead of this? Has he got to touch mm. all four without the other pit? Hang on. There's too much admin. Well, they kind of fixed it in 04 when they did JBL and Guerrero in a bull rope match yeah. where they had the, the lights on the posts. Okay. So when you touched one, it lit up. Mm. And depending on whether you, I, th I think like if JBL touched it, there was a red light. If Eddie touched it, it was a green light. So like so you could easily keep track of like okay. what lights had been hit. Yeah. Because they lit up, so I thought that was a useful bit of yeah. a bit of tooling. Or then what they later did was just bin off the whole touch the <laughs> premise altogether and go, it's just a match, but you're stuck together. Like I think I think carrying cross and Drew McIntyre's one was that was that yeah. way inclined. Yeah. <laughs> me going back on my word straight away. I think WWF sometimes need to do some things which aren't pin as much like we've had war games recently mm. and as much as i'm fine with wwf wwe sorry not having the roof on the cage i still think it should be pin or give up yeah pin or surrender because all matches are pretty much pin really aren't they and i think that you should have something a bit different it's like you can't pin and win this one you've you've got to audibly surrender i like that i think they they had a meeting didn't they a few days after survivor series where they were going to talk about they had a meeting to talk, talk about okay how can we workshop yeah. war games like is there anything we can improve on is there anything that we can bring back anything we can change uh, and I think what you the point you make there about surrendering making that a more prominent part mm. of the experience I think is important yeah some, something to differentiate obviously you got the two two fucking rings there but mm. something else and I was saying I'd like it if because um, I like the idea of I like Survivor Series and I like that it feels important again because of war games but I'd like it if they did it every other year. I know it's leaving money on the table, but if they got rid of Elimination Chamber and one year Survivor Series is the Elimination Chamber, one year it's War Games and vice versa. Oh. It depends on the story. Yeah, I think I I would rather... Oh, easy, Ooh. Tiger. I'd rather it be, like Triple H said in the press conference afterwards, like I want these matches to happen when the story is warranted mm. rather than it being just like a, like a piece of the road that you've got to cross through. Yeah, because... We, when we have discussions in, in, in the office, we're just like, how, how, how can WWE make it feel important again? And I was saying that I think Survivor Series, say if it was, rather than team, say if it was a tournament, that the winner of Survivor Series gets the number 30 spot in the Royal ah, Rumble. Geez. So it leads to Royal Rumble, and Rumble leads to Mania, and then Mania leads to, I think, keep money in the bank yeah. as its own or whatever. So you got someone with the number one contendership, King of the Ring, winner of King of the Ring, and Queen of the Ring gets the title shot at SummerSlam. You can link the big ones. So there's always like a little path that runs through. There's always, through. yeah. 
even like with WrestleMania, which which whilst it feels like the end of all storylines, you could have a little something in there that just yeah. plants a seed for the next season. Yeah, exactly. WrestleMania always should feel like a season finale. Yeah. Oh, and that's the win. Very good. Creative cr- little finish. Crowder. Loud. They are, they are a good crowd. They're not burned out by darkness. So I think if Vince was noticing this as well and noticing the reactions. Oh, yeah. He could see Steve Austin's work and big screw up by Austin to and finish that one. And that's the end of Ted in WWF. That's the end of Ted. He will never have another full-time run, will he? In WWF. I'm sure he just comes back and does like background bits and backstage bits and he turned up for Ted DiBiase Jr. when here's Virgil. Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the end of his um yeah. that's the end of his tenure. So this like and, and he's been a part of the WWF since the inception of Raw. Yeah. Uh oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is this the first time this has been done in WWF? The old na 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 na. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Na na na. First time using is it banana rama? Yeah, kiss him, kiss him goodbye. Kiss him, kiss him. Give him a kiss. Kiss him, Savio. Kiss him. Kiss. I think Austin would use oh hell yeah goodbye. Yeah. And there goes Ted. Ending, as you say, a long tenured run. Yeah. In the World Wrestling Federation. Did he? He momentarily left in the early 90s and he was a bit pagged, but didn't he go back to all Japan for a couple of tag matches and then he was like, I'm fucked and then completely hung it up. Basically, he did. Yeah. He did a tiny run. They're playing it over the speakers, aren't they? Yeah. Excellent. Thanks for coming, Ted DiBiase. From Money Incorporated to the hot mess that was the Million Dollar Corporation. <laughs> I wonder where we'll see him next. Oh. In an unrelated note, I'm collecting figures of the NWO. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shawn Michaels ranted about fuckage. Who was the twat that shouted at me on Sunday nights? I'll let you know. The ladies love me, including your oh, sexy mother. boy. Look at that laptop. Amazing, oh. chunky boy. I want that chunky laptop. It was a very satisfying space. Very clacky. Yeah. Sean has always looked like technology is beyond him. Yeah. Again, is it going back to that no way out that we were suggesting that he can't type? (laughs) (laughs) He hates typing. He's not a technological man. What I'm liking about this, again, kids, another running uh, thing on the Classic Raw Review podcast. This entrance here, just red lights and quite stripped back. It's quite attitude here. It is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I like it. They're, they're obviously, I, I would assume that was the superstars yeah. set, set up. They've got in your house apron logos. Because as amazing as the, the sets are now, I don't like the big massive sets for Raw and SmackDown. The mm. too big, I think you should keep the big ones for the big ones. And the rest of it, it's just an entrance. Mm. It's it's too... It, it draws focus too much. Weirdly, it makes the wrestlers look tiny. It does, yeah. So by making it smaller, you yeah. make the wrestlers look bigger. Because I was listening to... 
as we mentioned on this, we're fans of OSW. But there was one thing I really disagreed with. I think it was um, V1 on. Because he was saying he doesn't like Madison Square Garden as a venue. And he doesn't like WrestleMania when it's a small stage. He likes the big stage. I'm the opposite way around. I know he just said save the big ones for the big ones. But the entrance and the stage shouldn't be important. It's just the doorway. Yeah. And I like Madison Square Garden because it's intimate and everyone's looking down. And I like the grittiness of this era when you've still got proper guardrails, when you've still got oh. a strip back entrance. I, I like the aesthetic of it. When it's a bit more simplified. But again, I flip flop because I'm a contradictory <coughs> asshole. At the same time, backlash hooks. <laughs> yeah, they were cool. <laughs> and the big electric chair for King of the Ring. That was a bit much, but I did like oh. it. I like. I liked the, Was it like Armageddon where they'd have like a tank and oh, like a, a bit of shit and a bit of tat around the ringside area. Bin. Where do you stand on the SmackDown fist? That was cool. That was cool. But I like the old oval one because it was just here's an entrance, here's some screens. Come on, like the new ones are. I think are too big. Yeah, the technological marvels mm. and they are impressive, but I don't know. I don't know. You want something a little bit smaller? Yeah. I'm a traditionalist at heart. Weird, weird opening to the match here where Yoko took a couple of swipes at Vader and then they set the match up. Yeah. So Vader and Yoko have been hanging out a lot lately because they both <laughs> went to oh, a God. health center. As this, as this bin has it? Yeah. Oh, God. So Yokozuna disappeared to lose weight. And as you can tell... Yeah. No. <laughs> Uh, Vader and Yoko Zuda were put on uh, diets and attended a health clinic where it's been reported by numerous sources that they would sneak out at night to go and buy chicken. Sneak? <laughs> <laughs> the two of them combined probably weighed the guts of a ton. <laughs> like... No one's sneaking anywhere. But Yoko Zuda's back in the ring, but he has clearly He's... not lost weight. But... He's showing some fire. He's not being the stoic kind of silent killer. He's just like, come on, Vader. I want to smack your head in. Yeah, I, I, I a, quite like it. There's some motivation there. There's some energy there. I mean, I'm sure 20 seconds into this match, he's going to be knackered, but... I mean, he's got some breathing on the go already. He's showing some belly fire. And I know you need more than belly fire to be the next Barishnikov, but... <laughs> if it's belly fire he's got, then go with it. Don't turn your back on him. Yeah, he looks... Two big lads about to clatter each other. Vince is in the back. I'm a furious one. <laughs> Look at the tonnage! Look at the mass! Oh. So this match went three minutes <laughs> uh, the, on the Sunday in the dark. Great. And Yokozuna won. Right. Let's see if they run it back the same way tonight. Because mm. they've acknowledged the fact that they had a match Yeah. on, on Sunday. But obviously, they've said they're doing, we're going again for the encore. If I'd known, I would have checked because I can't imagine there's that many more appearances of Yoko 996. No, we've still got a few more. Have we? Mm. At least until SummerSlam. Okay. Okay. Because he, he faces Steve Austin on the pre show. Oh, okay. Because this is the other misconception about the rise of Steve Austin is it's not like immediate. No. Like, it's a slow burn yeah. to get us started. So, like, he wins King of the Ring. He doesn't get onto the Survivors, onto the SummerSlam pay-per-view. He wins King of the Ring. If he wins King of the Ring. 
<laughs> wink. If he wins kick of the ring, if, wink. If, says a catchphrase, wink. Gets loads of signs in the crowd and sells a shit ton of merchandise, wink. Launches his own beer, wink. wink. Billionaire Ted, wink. wink. But yeah, so it's a slight. Yeah, so Yoko's, but Yoko's around for a little bit. Okay. Excuse me, yawning. That's very rude. No, it's all right. Very rude. The hardest working man in showbiz. What's happened to Vader's knee pad? He's ripped his knee pad. Oh, no, Vader. I wish I had a knee pad for before where I decided to fucking tiger knee the desk. <laughs> you got a knee trigger the table. Oh. <laughs> Vader's attire is always a source of fun. Like, was it the Royal Rumble where... He, he, he wore it inside out? Backwards. Or backwards, didn't he? Yeah, because he had Vader's time on his back. And apparently he was a bit of a smelly knacker. He just... <laughs> <laughs> they just he wouldn't wash his gear very often. No, he just quite no. often uh, just let it stink the joint out. <laughs> You'd wa Why wouldn't you wash it? Just... You worried like the letters will fall off. Yeah. Just have, just have two sets of gear. Tip two? Rotate yeah. them? Yeah. Keep fresh. It's tricky when you're a big lad. You've got to you got to work hard to keep fresh. But he could have easily had a second set of gear with the black and red are inverted, and it wouldn't have lost any shine. It would still look good. Yeah. Does he not have that? I seem to think that there is some. Does he later on? Possible. When he has his rivalry with Kane, I'm sure he has a inverted gear. Then mm. I, we'll find out in a few years' time, <laughs> if not before. And to be honest, this match is probably as good as it could possibly be. The crowd are up for it. Yeah. I don't know if they've been audio sweetened, but they sound up for it, and they do look... Maybe not this exact second, whether it was just a miserable-looking old man sat down in the front row. But when people have been coming out, and as we saw in Austin versus Savio, they, they're up for it. They're invested yeah. in what they're seeing. And like I was invested like, in, in the idea of this match. Vader and Yoko are like the big beefy boys battering each other like it was meant to happen at Wrestlemania yes but I don't think they had the faith that Vader and Yoko could put a match on which is why they made it that weird six man tag yeah they're like oh I don't know if Vader can go oh former two time WWF champion Yokozuna and Vader who's literally won every world title <laughs> I don't know if they could do it <laughs> put Ahmed in there <laughs> Ooh, I'm here lads don't worry I think it was more a concern for like the fact that they were both chunky boys, chunkier than regular boys, chunkier yeah. than normal. To fight when they were in there, oh, there is the best move that Yoko does. I love that. Yeah, it's the samba suplex. Samba or sambo? The twisting Sam sambo. Sambo is it? Yeah, the twisting urinagi. Yeah. There's sometimes where he'll do that move and they'll have the camera quite low down. So as the wrestler hits the canvas, the camera shakes. Lovely. That's great. It's those little bits, like for all the shit Kevin Dunn gets, like, and a lot of it is warranted. Mm. The stuff he does good, he does, well, the stuff he does well, sorry, he does very fucking well. Yeah. There's, and it's, and the, and they'll, it's little things they do to make wrestlers feel like bigger deals. I remember when Dave Mastiff, or Dave, was in NXT UK... And I'm sure it was Dave Mastis. They'd have the camera following from a low angle. Yeah. And every time he stepped, the camera went, the camera shook. Yeah. Like little things like that that you can do to make your wrestler look intimidating. Yeah. With great effect and great result. With hilarious consequences. 
Yoko Paga, this is his second match in two days. <laughs> nice. Good catch. Didn't even Didn't even look. Even at look. Him. Oh, that was a dream. There goes Cornet. I've not written about Jim Cornet yet, but... What sausage? Spoiler alert. He's going to run quite high. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whatever you think in terms of like how he conducts himself, whatever, like as, as an in-ring wrestling manager... Incredible. Phenomenal. With with the list, though, I think I may have mentioned it before, I am only just looking at the WWF stuff because if it was full career stuff, he would yeah. probably be higher. But just for his WWF run, there were some people who had who were better, basically. Was Cornet getting a bonsai? Oh, Vader's going to say no. Cornet is a lot younger than I realized as well. I'm sure he's only in his like early 30s here or something daft, isn't he? Yeah, he's not. He's um, he's a young man. Oh, whoa! Ruptured anus for Yoko <laughs> <laughs> My hole. <laughs> Remember that stuff? That was weird, wasn't it? Na that? Nia Jax's bum hole last year. Oh god, <laughs> my hole! Weird obsession with Nia Jackson's bum hole for a little while. <laughs> we haven't heard from her in a while, have we? No. She's doing some TikToks of Mojo Raleigh. I seem to recall. Oh, there we go. That'll do. Two. Get it done. Get her done! Vader bomb for the win. So Vader picks up the win when the lights are on. <laughs> Baby, when the, the lights, lights are on, on Vader's gonna get a Vader bomb. And, and now Yoko is gone. gone. <laughs> Going to <laughs> the back. Sneak outside and get some chicken, chicken food. food. <laughs> you really are not good. Good. When the lights are <laughs> on. on. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. It's a terrific audience. <laughs> Five, Papa. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> Five, gonna be the first to rock you. <laughs> so big win for Vader. Surprised that they wanted to put the win over on Vader because... Obviously, Yoko is making a triumphant comeback, mm. but they are—they have their eyes set on big things for Vader. And then someone being a little gobshite will make sure <laughs> that doesn't pan out. No, Jesus Christ, yeah. yeah. But Lord, he'll try. Oh, talking to chicken. So <laughs> Vader and Yoko at the end of the table. Jade King Law choking on meat, thinking there's women in heaven. <laughs> the fuck is this? What on earth is this? Oh, the king's beating up the king. Is that Vince is the devil? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. King of the ring. Starring Vince as the devil. There we got a young Jim Ross. He's only 19 here. <laughs> and Kurt Hennig, who's 97 here. With, with this angle and the way they're positioned, it looks very WCW. Does, doesn't it? Yeah. I don't mind the... Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the the announce table being away from the action <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't find it either why are they oh with the would they announce right. the king of the ring or would they advertise what's coming up later on the replay of Beware it sounded like June they sound like king of the ring okay which is a couple of weeks away yet, but they've... Uh, they've so, oh. we get, so there's the... 
Bye. Warrior Goldust. So Vader beat Ahmed mm. in the opening round. Hog is against Hawk. Jade Snake against Helmsley. Bob Holly versus Austin. Savio versus Marty. Yoko versus Owen. Skip versus Wildman. Hmm. So those two matches at the top, they happen on Raw yeah. the night before. Okay. Which is, again, why I was like, do we do this as a big, long one? Yeah. But I thought we'd keep it clean. By the time we come around to actually doing it, it's going to be 2023. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> so, we'll need a refresher anyway. Yeah. Because for, for our uh, audio... And for, for anyone hearing the shit coming out of my mouth right now, we did have this discussion the other week. We're like, where do we put a pin in it before Christmas? And we're like, oh, but we're a dog. That's a bin fire with British Bulldog in it. <laughs> we'll end there before Crimbo. We end on a high. Yeah. Do some fun bits and then, you know, have have a Christmas dinner and then come back. Have a lovely Christmas dinner. Very excited for Christmas dinner. Are you going for the... The traditional Christmas, Christmas traditional Christmas dinner of chicken, ice cream, and cheese. Yes, yeah, <laughs> of course. I'm going with the traditional Christmas dinner of four fruit pasta lollipops. <laughs> That's my plan. Ooh, Goldust and Ahmed. Yeah, so this was on Raw last night. Yeah, Ahmed and Goldust getting into a thing. <laughs> and Vader. Ooh, lovely. Style. Lovely. Those cowboy boots and that cast. Owen Hart doing his best Bob Orton impression. And a shirt and tie. Jesus, Owen. Cosplaying as Bob Orton. Bob Orton in the fucking right to center there. <laughs> so I remember this being quite iconic. <laughs> Goldust's amazing. No, it's first aid. We're recording this. The week that Dustin Rolls has announced that he's going to retire. In yeah, twenty twenty three. Yeah, and it's moments like this that made him just just the best. He's so good, Goldust. I work though; he's alive. I don't know why he was angry. <laughs> Where's all that? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like Terry Nuckins. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? I thought it was Al Snow. I said that. Christ! Al Snow cosplayed as Bret Hart. <laughs> Ahmed was furious that Goldust kissed him. Yeah. Furious. So that is the next feud. That's what that's uh that's something down for I think for King of the Ring. I think we'll get there. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. But yeah, so we'll we'll talk more on that next year. Okay. Uh but for now, this is our main event of the evening! Maybe. Kinda sort of. It's Goldust. In a casket match. Oh, we'll do some star ratings. Okay. Before we oh, forget. Oh, has Dave actually rated them, has he? Yes. Okay. Uh, what did Dave give Sean and Davey Boy from the night before? Two and three quarters. Two and a half. Oh. Uh, so then we had Vega and Austin in the strap match. What did Dave give that? Three and a half. Four. Shit. This was an excellent match, yeah. Dave. Go down to the mid card. Uh, what if Vader? What if Vader and Yoko get? One and three quarters. Two and a half. Okay. Dave's in a, a good mood. mood. Yeah. yeah. Dave's delighted. Oh. Undertaker just appearing in the ring. Cheeky little finish. Cheeky I little start, rather. I saw a thing on Twitter the other day, and it was someone posting all the different eras of the Undertaker, saying which which is the best era of the Undertaker. And no one's opinion is wrong, but there was one person on Twitter whose opinion was wrong, and they put the Undertaker's 
best year. And they basically named every year The Undertaker was there. But this one person didn't like Undertaker's run from 1996 to 1999. What? I was like, are you fucking high? That's The Undertaker's best run, 96 to 99. Best time. It's like, yeah, I didn't like Ministry of Darkness. I preferred it when he was the American badass, which I liked at the time. Fucking love support our troops, criming, yeah. um, tobacco chewing, crisp eating weirdo. I must oh, have the light gone off. I must have angered this person because the TV's gone off. <laughs> there we go. But yeah, 96, like this era on the is great, but as we get into 97, 98, when his music changes, where he starts fucking on the light. Yeah. Like, that's my favorite Undertaker. Phenomenal bit of business. Yeah. Undertaker is like lightning powered evil. Yeah. It's brilliant. But with the. And you're just like, you're just like, oh shit, someone's going to get battered. <laughs> Sacrificing viscera. Yeah. Or Mabel. Fuck you. <laughs> I like I liked the idea of that though, the, the ministry of that. I was like, oh, who should we get? Now? Let's get Mabel. It's like, why? <laughs> I just he's, he carried on the great tradition started by Ted DiBiase of making a really shit faction when you could make a great one. Yeah, but, you know, we need people for our cause. Undertaker, who are you thinking? You know, The Rock, Steve Austin, Phineas Godwin. Uh, are you sure? Yes, Phineas Godwin. Do you want Henry? No, just Phineas. All right, who else? Mabel. Right. Mabel. Mabel. I mean, okay. Yeah, we'll get Mabel. Anyone else? Bradshaw. Bradshaw. Because <laughs> as it says on the wall, if, if you, you bring, bring Bradshaw, Bradshaw into your satanic group, make, make sure he's well Fed. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so bring some dinner with him too. Yeah. Anyone else? Ron Simmons. Ron Simmons. Legitimately hard. It's like, yeah, okay. I mean, that one we'll let you off yeah. for, but... but are, then, we, are we sure Dennis Knight? And then someone in the back's like, Edge Christian and Gangrel. He's like, oh, I don't know. It's like, eh, they're, they're, they're good. I don't know. Yeah, but are they Midian good? <laughs> it's odd with hindsight. And I'm a fan of Gangrel and I love the brood. But the fact that arguably the coolest entrance in wrestling history, or one of them, was for Gangrel. <laughs> <laughs> Wrestling's fun like it's that. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> but, like we said, all credit for the Attitude Era, and we're starting to get it here. Everyone on the card had a personality. Everyone on the card felt important. Everyone on the card had a storyline. Yeah, they all had stuff they were doing. Yeah. They all had business they were taking care of. And I think that's important when you're doing a wrestling show. Yeah. That you have, like, everyone has their own distinctive brand and flavors, because then that's how you can get those positions where you get somebody that's ready to go. That you can move to the main event because they've already been doing their own thing. It's what WWE have lost sight of for a few years, but I understand Triple H is rectifying it. It's what AEW have unfortunately lost sight of in the past year. Mm. It's I know there's a lot of moving pieces and hard to juggle, but when it works and when everything, it's great mm. for all the shite that Vince Russo deservedly gets. He did. Apparently, from what I've heard from Argos, he did make sure he was like, right, so what's going on with this feud? Let's give that a story. Let's give Val Venus a story where he's shagging Wally Yamaguchi's wife. Why not? Like, <laughs> let's give D'Lo Brown the chest protector and stuff like that. It was it was good. Because everybody felt like they were moving, they were doing their own thing, and they were doing stuff. Whereas, like, 
a lot of WWE in like 2019, 2020, it was like, here's a handful of people that are doing stuff. Yeah. Every else just keep having rematches until we're ready for you. Yeah. And a lot of that was Vince McMahon sort of insania by the sounds of it. Too much insane. What the fuck was that? Did you go for the Dustin Reynolds uppercut? Yeah, but I don't think it didn't move. Oh, bastard. It just looked like he bottled it. Oh! Goldust could deliver, could can almost easily deliver a tombstone because he's the same size. I'm surprised Goldust didn't lick his lips then, or have like a little, or have like a little sniff. (laughs) 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 Little quick grab. (laughs) Yeah, he could have done something a little sexy, Mm. but chose just to give him his old tombstone. (laughs) Oh, flying, flying! I don't like a flying headbutt, but it was a clothesline. Big fan of the gold casket. It's very plush, isn't it? It's delightful. That's how I want to die. <laughs> in a gold casket. I mean, think, oh, do you know what? I look at that and I go, oh, I could do with a sleep that long. Oh, it'd be great, wouldn't it? <laughs> go with a sleep that long right about now. I'm good. Mm. Put me in there, I'll sleep. But I'm going to see how much funerals and that cost. I've told Sean, it was like, when I'm gone, just, just leave me in a park. <laughs> just <laughs> leave me in a park. <laughs> just, just dig two foot deep. <laughs> Roll me in there. Plant some acorns. I don't care. <laughs> I'm probably just going to pay for mine ahead of time. Just so then, like, because I'll go for Alex with that. <laughs> Stay in my heart. Stay in my cholesterol. I'm going for Alex. <laughs> um, I'm going to pay for mine ahead of time. And I'll probably leave. Uh, what I really want to do is I want to do a little video. Yeah. That goes, oh, I'm still here. Like a little joke. Yeah. Like, oh, who's that down there? He doesn't look well. Oh, bloody hell. Green screen this, and there's just like a tropical paradise behind. He's like, ah, dickheads. Hey. <laughs> or like, oh no, here I am in heaven. <laughs> there's, there's, there's um, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> Be over in a minute, Abraham. Anyway, cheers, everyone. Take it. Actually, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to do a nice little video where I go, hey guys, here I am. I'm from heaven. All the best. I also want to schedule some tweets before I die. <laughs> Not really dead, lol. <laughs> they just appear. Just having you all on. Just, it's, it's very Andy Kaufman of you. Yeah, I know. I want, I, want my, I want to keep existing after I've stopped. Just to annoy people. I'd like mine to be a roast. Oh, but, but, dinner. Yeah, roast dinner. <laughs> Pasty piece supper. Don't forget the raffle. Uh-huh. Um, just just everyone saying, you know, he, he was all right, but he, come on. He, wasn't, come on. he was a twat. Twat. And then ends with the literal roast of me. <laughs> yeah! Being set on fire and then a dumped in a park. A roast. Yeah. And then, like, and now follow us for the ceremonial dumping in the park <laughs> of Jack Atkins' ashes. <laughs> we will, we, as requested, Jack Atkins' ashes will be placed into Aiden's World War II tin and he will use rollies to, <laughs> to smoke his friend away. Just smoke it. <laughs> it's what he would have wanted. The straight edge man would like to be extra <laughs> nicotine. <laughs> For the irony, if nothing else. <laughs> See, the ashes is probably the cheapest way to do it, isn't it? Yeah. Just get yourself burnt up. There you go. Have some of them. Yeah. But I might do... <laughs> but what in that case, what I might do is I'll ask for ashes, but then I'll pay off the vicar to bring out the urn and drop it. <laughs> 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 like, they, <laughs> like they did at the Python reunion. 
years ago when they all sat on the stage and they brought out Graham Linium in the urn. Yeah. But then they tripped and the urn went everywhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that Eric Bidle gets a little dust buster and just starts it. <laughs> I was watching recently on YouTube. I'd seen it before, but I rewatched it. There's a conversation between Eric Idle and John Cleese from when John Cleese released the book. I was just the two of them on stage for about an hour and ten minutes, just just acting the bollocks and being assholes. Nice. And I know John Cleese has become a bit woe is me. Mm. I'm an old white man and no one's listening to me anymore. I still fucking love John Cleese. He was mm. my favorite Python. But it's it's a great conversation. I think I think yeah yeah I think it's. Again, it's it's what come back to start this yeah. start the podcast about separating the artist from the art. Yeah, and going like, yeah, he's a bit he's a bit of an oddball these yeah. days, and no, well, not an oddball. He has opinions that I don't think really mesh with a general human beliefs and stuff. And yeah, it is a bit like yeah. I find it ironic that somebody will go on a TV show and say no one's letting me talk. <laughs> I'm being silenced, as I mentioned in my new book. I'm being silenced. <laughs> as I'm I here to promote. As I tell my 600,000 Twitter followers. Yes, I'm being silenced. I said on stage the other day in front of 100,000 people, I'm being silenced. Mm. I don't think you are. No. <laughs> no. Define being silenced. <laughs> don't think you are, John. But I John, John Cleese is the, the performer and the wit. Yeah. Amazing. Oh god, yeah! Like this, like I think the, the the Python stuff in general will will live on forever. It's just the the art, the art, the story behind like how Python, how they thought as a group, where they just went, we really like sketches. Yeah, but the, the punchlines are always disappointing with sketches. Like two runners, you always remember the sketch. Yeah, you don't remember the punchline. So they went, let's just not write punchlines. Yeah. Let's just cut to an animation of uh, the Pope, uh, I don't know, throwing a horse off a cliff. And then a big foot just crushing him. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's it. And, and, and that was legendary thinking. Let's yeah. just bin off the punchline because no one remembers the punchline. Mixing the two together, have you ever watched John Cleese's eulogy of Graham Chapman at his funeral? Yes. And he was it? He's like, of course. We once said shit on TV, but I'd like to be the first to say fuck in a church. <laughs> <laughs> Good riddance, you mm. bastard. <laughs> yeah, I'd like, I'd like to say I'd, I'd like to say how how sad I am to see that he's gone, but I can't. <laughs> Good riddance, you bastard. I'm glad you're dead. <laughs> it's, uh, That's how you go. Uh, there's another one. Um, different people, but uh, Billy Conley welcoming. Sean Connery into the BAFTA Fellowship. And he just goes, I was going to do the short version of Congratulations, Baldy, I wish I had your money. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, uh, I always wish that me and Sean Connery could have been on screen brothers, but he will not admit that he's my father. <laughs> and it cuts to Sean Connery crying as Billy Connery's going, Father! Daddy! It's me, your boy! <laughs> <laughs> One you should seek out is uh, Spike Milligan uh, being uh, in the going into the Comedy Hall of Fame at the Baftas, right? With a letter from Prince Charles, <laughs> and as, he, as Jonathan Ross is reading it, he's going, "Oh, stupid old bastard!" <laughs> Cursed Prince Charles. Had us froze up in laughter when we listened to Frozen up what? Stood like this? <laughs> or like this? Just taking the piss. I think Jonathan Ross gets halfway down the letter and goes, 
He loves you. Thanks, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, Spike Milligan. Stops reading the letter because, like, Spike's just taking the piss all the way through. Is it Spike Milligan's? Was it is Spike Milligan? the well-known typing error. Is it, is it Spike Milligan's epitaph, which just says, "I told you I was ill." Yes. <laughs> I told you I was ill. The cultaholic classic British comedy review here. And now we come to a key moment in this match as he opens the casket to get Goldust in and win the Intercontinental title. Airbag! Oh! And now for something completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Mankind with the mandible claw. That's, that was well done. Very well put together, isn't it? Third time Undertaker has succumbed to the mandible claw. And he's out. And then and the, that's a sh- wobbly casket. Shoddy workmanship. The wobbly Melon Award. He's done it. I mean, he's locking it, but the hinges are fucked. So. Yeah. I think, they've just, I've got, I think they've just gone, don't worry about locking it. <laughs> just sit on it and straddle it. I like, I, I like how they've presented... Obviously, we haven't been watching Superstars, so we don't know if Mankind's been wrestling on there, but the fact that he just turns up as this terrifying agent of chaos to batter The Undertaker, mm. it's very effective. I think we've told as much of the story as we can. Oh, smoke coming out of it! <laughs> Jeebus. Undertaker's, Undertaker's lighting up in there. Undertaker got a rollie in. <laughs> One of Aiden's rollies in there. He's in there with the Godfather. <laughs> Just passing the time while he's waiting for the bit <laughs> to end. I'll have, a, I'll have a cigarette. But uh, a win for Goldust over Undertaker. Big win for Goldust with the help of mankind. This unholy alliance. But it's mad that... The beauty and the beast. This year, how we've gone from Goldust kind of finding his feet and kind of slumming it at the bottom of the card to defeating the Undertaker yeah. and setting up a feud with Ahmed, uh, the future Ahmed Johnson and stuff like that. So mm. it's been effectively booked. Um... I know you're going to ask me a star ratings, but I wasn't paying any attention to that Well, match. I'm sorry to all It's all right. It was two and a half stars. Okay. But meanwhile, the casket is still smoking. Paul Barry looks upset. Oh! Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's gone. Oh, he's cooked him. <laughs> I'm sure I parked him here. No, no. He's cooked him. No, he's, he's, he's gone. It's all right. I'll, I'll tear this run up this. T- <laughs> <laughs> I'll tear this ticket up. Future hardcore champion Gerald Briscoe is confused. <laughs> as is Wurzel and Tony Correa. Oh. Oh. Like power outage again. Vince is like, ah! Not this again, Jared! <sighs> Where is that? Oh, it's just gone. See you later. <laughs> oh, signing off. Ironically, that we end with the, the lights out. Does this, we were saying before about the evolution of the Undertaker. I can't remember if this leads to a, a new and improved Undertaker or if this is just a B. It does. It does indeed. We're on the way. We're nearly there. We've got, we got, we've got a, a big match coming up at SummerSlam that will set the wheels properly in motion. Mm. So one last little bit of trivia. Go on about this particular night is to do with the finish of that match. So, um, the way that that worked was there was a a little, like a a release catch on the side of the casket that meant Mankind from under the ring could roll in, yeah, do the bit, and then his Undertaker went in, they shut the lid, and Undertaker rolls out and goes up to the ring where Mankind was before. Yeah. So that was the plan. Now, obviously, this was the finish they were going to do 
on the night of the pay-per-view. However, power outage and all that. They didn't want to waste this finish on no on a, on a match that you wouldn't see. Yeah. So hence why at Beware of Dog 1 in Florence with all the lights out, the finish was Goldust gold 1, not Goldberg, don't tell Brett, Jesus Christ, Goldust 1, but then uh, Steve Austin, uh, Vader, Bradshaw, sure. Isaac Yankum all came down, beat up Undertaker and put him in the castle. Okay. That was the finish. Yeah. However, they had planned to do that finish on the Sunday and Mankind was under the ring. <laughs> Before the show went live on air, he went under the ring uh. where he had a headset and a monitor. So he knew when he needed to come out. So he was going to lie under there for the for the show and then when needed, get into position. But then the power went out. Mm. And he was under the ring with no way of communicating to anybody, no monitor, but he could hear bumps above him. So he was like, well, there's obviously something happening, <laughs> even though there's been apparently a power cut. Yeah. So he was under the ring the whole time. The only way they could communicate to him was Bruce Pritchard, who again running around like a blue arse flight all night. Literally during that match, during the during the lights out version of the casket match, walked out to the ringside area in plain sight, stuck his head under the apron and went, "Yeah, we're changing the finish, mate. Just stay down here until we say well." <laughs> <laughs> and he just stayed under there. I think. I think. I think after the casket match, I think then they. They ushered him to the back in the dark, mm. but he was under there for like the whole of almost the whole of that night when the power went out. Jesus, <laughs> and nobody could communicate to him. Poor Mick. That was his night. Oh God, and then he would have been freezing under there as well. Oh God, I know May. Oh, but it's storm outside. Storm outside. It just would have been uncomfortable and confusing uh, more than anything. I hope he had some crisps and a soda. I hope. I don't. I would, I was thinking about this. I was thinking, would you take a snack with you? But then. The risk would be if you took like some like, like a nice soft drink with you that you'd need to pee. Mm. And what'd you do? That would be the bit that would worry me. Like if I was under there, like I need a poo. <laughs> I can't. I can't believe I ate three bowls of chili under the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I made a mistake in bringing these snacks with me of chili. I should have brought eggs to bind me. <laughs> I brought chili, three bananas, and a black coffee. <laughs> I tell you what, I might poo here. <laughs> Ring crew putting away the ring later, and they just tidy it away, and there's just there's just a poo. It's the Mick Foley poo. Perfectly formed Foley oh, poo. God. So that was in some semblance in your house. Beware of dog one and two. Did you enjoy it? That was the first time you've watched it. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I like most of our watch alongs. It went off tangent at some mm. points, but uh, let me commend you live on air for keeping it all. I tried. Tight. Thank you. Yeah. I tried to. I think. Yeah. I think you kind of got the vibe of what was going on. Thankfully, we've never. We'll never encounter a pay per view that messy again. On this podcast. On. I. I think on this podcast. I don't, yeah. I don't think. I. I don't think it's ever got that bad again, for a wrestling pay per view. Yeah. Where like they've had to like stop it, record it, re-record it the night after and whatever. I don't think they've ever got that messy. Do we see W well? They will. Yeah. In '98. Yeah. Well, that's exciting. That's exciting. <laughs> uh, at this point, we say thank you once again for uh, supporting the Cold Tonic Classic Raw review for another year. Uh, we are 160 episodes of Raw into the journey that will actually never end. Yeah. Like, because Raw will never end. 
Yeah, because I, I think I've been around for about 50 odd now, haven't I? I yeah. Think it's September 2021. Yeah, well and truly settled in. Another year down. Jesus, wept. Yeah, there we it's go. It's gone quick, hasn't it? Flown by, isn't it? Yeah. Well, thank you so for very much for being... So this is the last Classic Raw review of 2022. Join us Christmas Day for a very special Classic Review presentation. Oh, shit. This is what I will say to that. Anything you'd like to say as the, as the final Classic Raw review of the year comes to a close? I've actually got a couple of things to plug for once. Please do. So the uh, rise and fall of FMW... Went live, uh, I think, two days before we recorded this. Yeah, December. So it's waiting for you now. Um, that was one written by me. Um, you know, a fan of FMW. Bear that in mind. Because there are a few boots put into Atsushi Onita. A man who I'm a fan of, but who does come across as a dickhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, um, Cultaholic sister channel, Hold and Give. There is a video of myself and Mr. Ross Tweddle um, talking about football kits. Yes. So if, you, if you're into football and lovely shirts, there is that. Mm-hmm. And of course, um, all the other bits that we will get up to over the Christmas period. Yes, which you will see as they happen, uh, as the best I can say without giving too much of it away. And not it? non-plug wise, yeah, thank you. Thank, thanks to everyone. It Yay! Oh, <laughs> There's water and the power's gone out. I'm... Literally, Jack Atkins, who has been like a professional boy all year round, his yeah. final moment of the Classic Raw Review, and he spills his water on After the table. swatting me knee on the table. <laughs> I'm ready for this year to end. Anything you'd like to plug? No, but now the electricity's <laughs> gone out. We need to re-record this show in Charleston. Oh. <laughs> he is at Brat Atkins on Twitter. I'm at Tom Campbell on Twitter. Together we're at Goldolic on Twitter. Don't forget to join us. Have yourself a Merry Christmas. Ooh! Ooh. Love you, bye, King. <laughs>